0: All right, we got a busy night for you guys tonight. We've got NXT TakeOver War Games. Holy shit, was that a show. We've got Raw to talk about, AEW to talk about, a little news, and even something that did happen today with Chris Jericho. We'll get into all that. I am Boxman. He is the smart. This is Dirt Sheet Dudes.
1: You need to run Nicky Split. But the one Smith, you can't run for, for the baddest. Well, you know what? I'm not a normal-looking athlete at myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym of the line. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only added like Luga and the omelet of all night. I am not a is Bully Ray's motivation. No, know, I love you, I know he loves sugar, but I checked my pocket, I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. So be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. Looking booking a match for the total package of like and Super Brawl Super Saturday. What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard it is. All I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I think thank you very much.
2: Make it. Make it. Make it. I don't want to just enjoy it. I hate
1: dogs. <laughs> Hit the dog. Hit the dog. Today, woo, I've got to stop and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR.
0: Get you going. Woohoo, yeah. God damn, that's a good song. Get you little, get <laughs> you get you fucking going wild and crazy on that one, man. I you know, Queen did that song too. You
2: know that think right? I do remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah well, think,
2: is, that, uh, is that song from the Garage Inc. album where they did like all just covers?
0: I'm not sure because I don't know who originally sang that song. Um, but uh, I know Queen did it. Might have been Queen. My, my, that might be a fucking
2: Queen song for all I know. Um, well, but they uh, didn't do that album because there, there was that uh, the Turn the Page song that they did. That was a cover of Bob Seeger. And mm-hmm. then they released because that was for the uh, album, which was all just covers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember that when Rooking they did the album. Uh, they did that one too. I actually liked the Turn the Page one. That was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I like that one. All right. Once again, this is Dirty Dudes. Thanks everybody for joining. Obviously, I am Boxman. That is Smark over there. Uh man. What <laughs> takeover was fucking amazing. Um, before we get into all that, let's go ahead and knock these plugs out of the way. Uh, of course, Cheese Man, Mojo, G Wiz, you're the high marks. And y'all should check them out. You should check them out Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt right there. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Check out those guys there. And, of course, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades over on the Inhuman Experience. Check out those guys over there. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. Comes out Sunday afternoon, sometimes Mondays, definitely subscribe. You will not be disappointed. And, of course, Unscripted Wrestling, definitely want to check out those guys. Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, Friday, sometimes. They they do shows all the time. And not always on wrestling, so definitely want to check them out. All the usual podcast platforms. And, again, Blog Talk Radio and Stephen Milan, we appreciate you sharing the show. Find him reviewing movies over there on Letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Don't forget to put two L's in that last name, Milan. And uh, don't forget, subscribe, rate, review, or on YouTube. You can find us uh, there. You can find us on Twitter, email, dirty dudes, gmail.com, Stitcher, iHeart,
2: Spotify, Google. Tune in, smart, let it win. Yes, sir. As always, Mondays, 8.30, cheese on sports on the Middleman Podcast uh, Network. And, oh, and so I have to ask you, are you ready? Because let's get ready that's right, the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere and Yucky Nasty. Let me tell you something. It every day is Black Friday. We hanging out with Bobby Anthem on the Planet Rack on Tour podcast. All 16 episodes, season finale, to the pilot episode, and everywhere else in between is available. Wherever you get your gosh darn podcast.
0: There you go, 16 episodes on sale for the low price of... $3.99. Holy shit, it is Black Friday, goddamn. Anyway, uh, (laughs) right. (laughs) so there we go. I believe those are the plugs. Now, we can go ahead and start this show. Like I said, we do have a lot to get into, but before we get into anything, I do want to... uh, I said there was something Chris Jericho did on this day, and it was back... It was back in 2001, December 9th, 2001. Do you know what that was, Mark?
2: Mm-hmm. This would be the winning of the undisputed title?
0: This was the undisputed heavyweight champion he became. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold in one night, and uh, they unified the titles, and it became the undisputed champion uh, championship, and uh, yeah, that was on this day back then. On this day, December 9th, 2001. Or
2: um, just kind of show you how far we've come since then. Like, I remember finding out about this by just refreshing a wrestling news message board. Or, like, a website, rather. Ah. Because there was, like, at that time, the internet connections were so, like, kind of unpredictable and kind of shitty that, like, the option to either have the network or to stream it from somewhere else Mm -hmm. like just wasn't really an option right like i remember being a kid i they used to go to like yahoo chat rooms and people would just play the audio of the pay-per-view like they would put like a webcam mic to their television and like that's how i would like listen to some of the pay-per-views and just kind of imagine what was going on
0: wow i can't even like remember 2001 um
2: yeah, because that was also the same time when they were uh, just bringing out the NWO, and they got involved. And yeah. in, because I, I was thinking Austin was going to win it as a kid, but then they ended up getting involved in his match and dicking him over, and that led to that feud. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it was also the first Vengeance pay per view. Interesting. So, it, well, this all happened at the Vengeance pay per view. So, kind of a two for one there when you uh, when you're doing uh, things that happened today. But uh, that popped up, and I figured we'd uh, we'd at least mention that. Jericho obviously still kicking ass and it's uh almost 2021. Um Jesus Christ. Fucking Jericho, man. <laughs> Indeed. Killing it Jericho is. Um But yeah, we do have a lot of uh, actual wrestling to get into. Um I guess we'll start with Takeover. If that's all right. Sounds good. I think we should. Um First of all, the intro was great. Just start off with that. the the the, the intro intro video package was really good. First of all, um, and the whole the whole the way they had the ring set up, the production of the, it was really good. I really liked it. I, I I don't know if you caught it right in the beginning, but looked really good to me.
2: Yeah, they have they, they do have kind of a tendency of being a devil to put out those good kind of opening pay per view video packages. The last couple that they've done for takeovers have been pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and this show here, man, started out with the oh, women's, um, with the women's uh, War Games match, Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. Um Now, if I remember,
2: wasn't it War Games last year when Dakota, Dakota Kai turned heel? Yeah, that's what they were saying. That was They were saying okay. on the commentary that this was like kind of the beginning of her like sort of becoming a singles star, I guess, for lack of a better term.
0: And now she's dragging around Raquel Gonzalez, which I don't know if she's, how long she's going to be with Dakota Kai, and especially not after this match. Um, I got to tell you, man, these girls went out there, worked their asses off. They went out there for a follow that match. Mm-hmm. And motherfucker, man, this match, I mean, we had a bunch of shit um, going out. Let's see. It's, uh, we a, we, and we had a new tank for Shotzi indeed that yes. shot it, it, it fucking did the cannon work dude <laughs> the
2: functional cannon
0: it was like a nerf cannon it was pretty cool though to see it pretty cool that she got a new tank um I of course I I'm I'm always gonna like the little TCB thing she has on there it just doesn't fit with her character man it's so weird
2: yeah I mean I I I, I wasn't never really a big fan of the tank just in general but I mean, it is what it is. I guess. Yeah,
0: I guess. But uh, it, it is good to see her with a, with a new tank. And like I said, I, I I was laughing when I'm like, man, does it actually shoot that thing out of there? And sure enough, she hit the side, and the some bitch did shoot the fucking little rocket type Nerf rocket out of the uh, out of the cannon. That was pretty uh, pretty cool. I'm not sure is, is that a cannon or a turret. I'm not sure what they call that.
2: Hmm. Yeah, you feel like you would know better than I in these situations.
0: Well, I know, I think that's called a turret, I believe, on there. I'm not
2: up on my artillery knowledge.
0: I'm not big on my tank knowledge either, but I have a game called, uh, that I play, Tank Strike. And I believe when you upgrade that, it is called the turret. That's how I know. I know from a friggin' game
2: on my phone. Bit of a sidebar, but did you ever watch that History Show channel with, like, the old guy that's supposed to be, like, an ex-service member, and he just, like, yelled a lot and answered people's questions? No, I never did. Okay. I can't remember the name of the show, but that's about the best description I can give. He's like a real older.
0: Yeah, never saw it. I, I, I've i heard of the show you're talking about, but I never actually saw it. Uh, oh, we've got uh, Tank Abbott. There you go. There's another Tank. Um, <laughs> oh, that was Arlie. Oh, that was Arlie Ermey on that show. Okay. I like him.
2: I would pop so hard if she came out like just odd, take. Back just for throwing... one, <laughs> just run, look. I got a new tank.
0: He's just pulling his fucking like, beard,
2: like, ah, charge,
0: pulling his little Fu man Uh, <laughs>
2: that would have been amazing. Let's make it. this happen. He's available. He has
0: to be. Oh, I don't know. I got a feeling tank's not in good shape. Um, uh, pretty much everyone that came out during this match, though, grabbed a weapon, except for the first two. It was Ember and, uh, Ember Moon and Dakota Kai. Um, Ember Moon looking good out there, man. Mm-hmm. Looking
2: I good. Like just even the aesthetics, like, outside of normal, she looks good because she looks good. Mm-hmm. But I like that little mask that she had, it like, split up and shit, and it was like a skull mask. It looked pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it did look good. Did look and yeah, you're right. There's I mean, there's reasons she looks good, and there's other reasons she looks good. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely really cool for her to come out and that little mask and shit like that. And Dakota Kai start out, it wasn't really too much going on in the beginning. I mean, these two didn't exactly slow down and just do rest holds the whole time, but uh, Shotzi came out next. She grabs a crowbar and a toolbox, um, didn't get any weapons in play yet, and then Raquel Gonzalez comes out. Man, there's another girl that I don't know much about her, but she's going to be a a big star for that company. She's definitely going to. Um, Ember and Shotzi immediately attack Gonzalez, trying to just kind of keep her out of there as long as they can. But she ended up dominating the match until Rhea came out. Rhea and her sexy ass. Um, (laughs) And uh, uh, she basically destroyed Dakota Kai against that fucking against the cage that looked like it did not go well at all.
2: Yeah. She, she did do a real good job working over Dakota. Kai. they they've been really just putting over her and, uh, Raquel going at it a lot. Cause basically I like They said the two Titans. of NXT. Yeah. So it's like, they're, they're trying to set that up to be like sort of the kind of re- ever recurring house battle between those two. That's pretty, I like, I like that. I think that's interesting.
0: I do too. I do too. I think it's pretty cool uh, to see that shit. But, um, yeah, they do that. Shotzi and Ember are taking care of uh, Raquel at this point. Um, Ripley goes in the toolbox and gets out a little two pound sledge. I have one of those. Mm-hmm. And takes out Dakota Kai with it. Like, rips in a Dakota Kai with that motherfucker. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she's out for a little bit. Um, and of course, we did get Ripley and Gonzalez going at it. And then Tony Storm came out next. There's another one. Jesus. It was a lot. uh, lot. It was some bootay (laughs) in that ring. I'll tell you. Um, (laughs) Tony Storm came out next. She brought in some Kendo sticks. Um, Just man. And then EO came out and she grabbed a ladder. I like what they did with EO though. They tried to keep her out of the ring as long as they could for the match not to start, obviously, because the match only starts when all of them are in the ring. Um, which kind of makes you think maybe just start with all of them in
2: the ring. I, I, yeah, I, that, that's got to be, that's my thing. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's always been something that I've just been kind of keeping to myself because I feel like I'm kind of alone on this, but I don't like the idea. I, I never like matches where you like, you specifically sans the Royal Rumble, but you specifically have to wait to a certain point before, you know, that like it can actually be over. Like yeah. you know I don't like like' Iron Man matches are like that too with me, but especially with like the war games matches where it's just like you know until everybody is in that ring that nothing is actually gonna happen like there might be a cool spot or two, mm-hmm. but you know that you they're just kind of biting time, really, so yeah. I would like it if like either you start with everybody being in there or you have it that they can be eliminated you know one by one and not just one fall to a finish,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I know that that's how this match has always been. It's been set up like this forever, but I don't know. It just seems you could cut a good amount of time off these matches by <laughs> uh, by just having them all start in the ring. But I get it. I understand. You know, this this way, one of the teams gets an advantage throughout the match. are always they're, there's always a handicap match going on, basically, until everyone's in the ring. I get it. I get it. It's just it's a stupid little little nitpick, I guess.
2: Weaves in the chat here. He is uh, crack the code. That's what the word I was looking for. Amber Moon. She is the daughter of Max Moon.
0: Yes, that's that's the big news. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's send it to Ringside News. Wasn't that Conan? It was. It wasn't always Conan. No, it no. ended up becoming Conan.
0: I I thought so.
2: Yeah, I thought so.
0: Um, Candace did come out uh, last for her team. And uh, Indy Hartwell attacked her. Indy chained the door shut. e o still wasn't in the cage. Now, this is where this match got interesting with e o just showing up on top of the cage with a trash can. Placing it over her
2: body and just jumping like who gives a shit. There are just like so many ways that you could interpret that, though, because on one hand, I give her credit because I would never be able to have the balls to do that. oof Period. But then also, it doesn't seem like it's the wisest thing to do because, like, people could just move. Like, you don't know where you're going to land at that point. No. But then, I mean, I guess they were putting it over as basically just her being this sort of daredevil that'll do anything to win. I'm really glad that they didn't use the word kamikaze because that would have put things in a real uncomfortable area. Yeah. Really cool spot.
0: Yeah, really cool spot. And then at one point in the match, uh, what's her name, Dakota Kai, almost kind of did the same thing. Put the trash can on top of Io when she was on the ground. Did a double
2: stomp to it. Yeah, it and looked she like, got like, stuck. Yeah, exactly. It looked like she was genuinely like trapped in there for only a couple of seconds, but like it looked like it just folded into her. It, it 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 kind of makes you wonder, man. Those trash
0: cans could really do some damage, badly. You didn't. I didn't really think about it until then. You, yeah, you figure they'd always kind of, you know, they're, they're circles, so you, they should spread. But that motherfucker just clamped down on her, man. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Antox is right. They did. They had to cut away for a second because Dakota Kai was, like, lifting the thing. Like, holy shit, she's stuck. But basically it turned into a lethal lockdown match with all the fucking weapons in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I mean, there were, like I said, there was a toolbox in there. There was all kinds of shit. Um, but uh, Raquel put Io Shirai through that ladder and uh, picked up the Wayne for Team Candice. But I don't th- you know what? I forgot to pull up our
2: results here. <laughs> I will spare some, a little bit. I
0: know we didn't do very well. Where did they go?
2: I, I I remember saying Friday that this was kind of the cut and dry, the easiest match to predict. Because they were setting up for a like everybody goes home happy situation. Nope. So Shotzi's team was obviously going to win. I, of course, also cuffed saying, which means I'll probably be wrong and she'll lose.
0: Well, yeah, is what happened. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely got that one wrong. Yeah, we we both said Shotzi team Shotzi on that one. (laughs) It was looking like that was the way it was gonna go, and I guess they decided to let the heels win, which is fine. Um, I mean, obviously they did. the 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 last match did send everyone kind of going away happy. Um, if you will, but, um, after that, um, after that, but,
2: but I'm uh, uh, smart, Th- well, that interesting match. Go, go ahead. About that match. What's interesting about it. he just went through and talked about some of the crazier bumps. You're talking about like somebody like jumping off. In person, both times being trapped in the trash can. Yeah, and a couple of the different, you know, like going through tables and being like sandwiched against the cage and just being beaten with all these items and tools and whatnot. Ironically, I guess there was an injury in this match, and it was kind of in a like spot where it didn't really look all that awful, mm. but apparently, it didn't go quite so well. Because mm. apparently, there it is be that uh, Candice LeRae has a broken arm.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And I'm guessing I, I knew that coming in when I was watching the match, and I'm, I'm guessing it would happen at that very end, because at the very end, uh, mm-hmm. she was going to dive on Shotzi Ch- no, Chatsy was diving on her,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and she positioned a chair so that Shot Right, right, right. Chatsu ended up coming down. I guess maybe the majority of her weight ended up coming down on her arm, mm-hmm. something like that. That's the only thing I could think of. But apparently, she ended up allegedly breaking her arm
0: yeah I'm not sure if that was real or fake but they definitely were selling it like it was real so I don't know I guess we'll see I guess we'll we see.
2: they were saying that it's kind of the rumor they were saying that on the observer that it's what they're fearing so we'll see if that ends up becoming true or not I haven't seen anything yet confirming or denying but We'll
0: see. Uh, Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. All right. So we had this uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher match after that. Um, That was just a singles match. Uh, I mean, what else can you say? A fucking technically, a brutally, a a clinic of a match, dude, these two just put on here. Um, Really good shit. And I, I like... You know, when something I noticed in the match that Thatcher does that no no not a lot of people really do this. Every time Ciampa was down and the ref was checking on him, Thatcher stood right behind the ref, not giving Ciampa one extra second to get a just get a breath. Thought that was a nice touch. I don't know if he always does that or not, but something I caught in the match.
2: Yeah, that's what I like about him is like he's always very aware of just situational, you know, situational awareness yeah. of like, you know, being right next to the referee or, you know, if he's by the ropes, using him to get out of the submission holds, you're using him to like get momentum for, you know, what he's doing to reverse a hold or counter a hold or what have you. Mm. Like he just, he's one of those people that just wrestles very smart.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He really does, man. And just, uh, like I said, that little touch right there, I it was just something I noticed and I man he Thatcher had his ear like exploded looked like he got looked like CM Punk when he did the UFC fight just <laughs> ear was bleeding out of his ear but I mean and Champa I mean how many times have we said he's a common denominator when you're talking about you know incredible matches in NXT and pretty much anywhere he's been um but just we got this one right Champa did get the victory in this one um, just a great match though.
2: It really was. I, I kind of wish I wouldn't have had, uh, Thatcher lose to. To. Kushida prior to the match. Right. Because we basically just had him lose like two big matches, like back to back. And that, that kind of sucks for him. That they did it in this match, like they both had long stretches of time where they just like beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. So like they both looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Him.
0: Yeah, you can't say anyone came out of this match looking, you know, weak or buried or anything like that. Both these guys, these guys had a fucking a brutal match, and someone had to win. (laughs)
2: yeah that's that's about it i would say the only like maybe minor nitpick is like maybe you have uh champa hook his leg because he didn't really hook his leg he just kind of laid on top i guess the point of that was being that they were both so exhausted by the end of the match it's all he could really muster so like that's a minor nitpick but all in all i great match I, i enjoy i had high hopes going into the match and they lived up to it
0: right yeah definitely man definitely was a good match this that one here um this match was uh, the next match wasn't bad either. Honestly, it was the Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes strap match. Um, took a little while to actually get the strap match started because uh, Dexter Loomis uh, wouldn't get the strap on. No, what uh. <laughs> wait.
2: I understand his hesitancy.
0: Wait a minute! That uh, he, he wouldn't put the strap on his wrists, Mark. You dirty motherfucker! Oh my! You perverted little bastard! You. <laughs> You, you dirty, dirty man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but by the way, those tattoos on Loomis—they're—they're they, they, they're pretty bad. His arm
2: tattoos—they—they they, they really are. What are they like? To me, it just looks like it's all just like a giant like block. It just—I
0: don't know. I'm sure they have some sort of meaning. I don't know if they're covering something or if they have meaning. I, something I wouldn't mind asking that guy. But um. They really are awful. I'm I'm glad you agree. And, I mean, I don't care. That, that doesn't matter to me. I mean, they're not on my body. I don't give a shit. Right. But um, these guys worked really good together to build a really good, believable match between the two. Um, I thought they really were creative with the way they were using the strap in, in the match. And I, I, I enjoyed the match, and I'm not even a fan of Cameron Grimes. But I actually did enjoy this match. Um, like I said, Grimes is growing on me a little bit, but uh, I thought it was a actually a fun match. Uh, we were both wrong on this one, too. We both thought Cameron Grimes, with all that he's lost, wasn't going to lose again. He did. Loomis did pick up the win in this match, but uh, what would you think of the match, Smart?
2: I, mean, I thought they would get the most out of the stipulation that they could. Like you said, there were some innovative ways that they used the strap. Bond. Mm. but uh, <laughs> definitely hoping that Cameron Grimes is gonna pick up the win. Unfortunately, he did not. Um, I, I mean, I guess the idea is to try to get Dexter Loomis over, but I they really hope that they it does seem like they have a plan to push him in kind of a pivotal role within the eh, show. They, they need to do something to advance that character.
0: I think in a match like this, a gimmick match like this, it wouldn't have hurt loomis to lose this match i really don't think it would have i i i mean if you're building a character you don't you don't have to win every match right but and i mean the guy is already i I know he recently came back he was hurt for a while so maybe that's why they're letting him win all these but i don't think he needed to win plus it would have done a lot better for our predictions Uh, if if, because I'm looking at him now, we did not do very well on this one. No, no, I think
2: I got one right, and I think that was about it. We just Uh, talked about the champion match. I think, yeah, I think so.
0: I think that that, uh, yeah, that looks like it. Um, I got a couple more right. I, I, I I think I got two more right than you. Um, but uh, we both thought uh, was gonna win, and he did not. So, But, all right, both agree that was a good match. Let's move on to this uh, triple threat match here. The the Damian Priest-Johnny Gargano versus Leo Ruff match. Uh, Priest was obviously the bigger man in the match, the biggest man in that match, which kind of gave us Ruff and Gargano working together a little bit to (laughs) uh, try to take out Priest. Uh, Ruff showing some balls against Priest, but he ends up getting, uh, I guess, a... I guess, that he does he call that a razor's edge? Is that just a razor's edge?
2: Oh, God. Oh, I know what he calls it, but I, I mean, I guess, I can't remember. I know he calls it something, but yeah, I don't know if he calls it the razor's edge or if he calls it something else. Fuck us. I I'm sure know. Anton's going to help us. I think he does have a name for it.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. He did, he put him through the barricade, and uh Ruff was taken out for a while, so it kind of just became a one-on-one match with uh um uh, Gargano and uh Damian Priest. By the way, I see da- I definitely definitely see Damian Priest moving up and being a huge star on WWE on the main roster. Just I like the guy. There's something about him I like. I don't know what it is. Um I did like when Gargano tied up Priest in the ropes in between the two rings. That was a good that that, that was nice. Um got rough in a couple false finishes. Um, and then we get me these scream masks. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then three more. So we have six scream masks down there. Priest takes them all out like he's a, you know, big badass. But, uh, one guy hits him with a pipe. And then Gargano wins the match. And we find out it was Austin Theory. Woo! And what did he say? See this saying all depends on where the comma is this little it was me austin it was me all along that was the original one if you replace the comma before the austin and you go it was me austin it was me all along (laughs) okay it's me mario
2: situation
1: yeah
0: yeah it's all where the little comma goes on that i did like that it was it was it was pretty funny um but uh, this match was another match, though. I mean, I, I got to tell you, there was not a bad match on this show. Um, we've, we've actually only got one more match to go over after this. Um, and like I said, Gargano did end up winning the match to become the new North American Champion. Uh, Smark, you said Leon was going to keep it, and I said Johnny Gargano was going to take it.
2: Yeah, I, I did say Leon was going to keep it, but I was because it just made the most sense. Mm. But I, I did also say I kept trying to hedge my bets on this shit because it did seem abundantly clear that they were going to put it on Gargano. But I was like, but they, but they have to. But they, they made Liam look like a joke. They uh-huh, need to put uh-huh. it on him, And they, they did throughout the whole match, Still, honestly. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you had Archer basically just being like, look, get out of my way, and I won't hurt you. And then you had Gargano just repeatedly shouting you're a, you're a joke at him. And then yes. you proved them wrong by losing to Gargano. So there goes, like, I honestly think that, like, he didn't really add anything to this match. Like, you didn't need him to be in this feud. Basically, you just kind of made him look like shit. Yeah, it was just kind of something they,
0: like, threw together or threw him in. I don't know why either. I'm not really sure. Uh, Sasha Baron Corbin says he can't wait for Damian Priest and Baron Corbin to team up. I can. I can wait as long as that never happens. Um, And I'm hoping that never happens.
2: I can see it. Because I said before that I feel like Priest is kind of what they wanted Corbin to be, but he just never really became. Mm. But, so I could definitely see them being like they kind of have a similar body type and kind of look to them. Or at least when Corbin was doing his whole, you know, original look. Yeah,
0: I don't know about body type. I don't think um, Damien Damian Priest's belly button has never talked to me. <laughs> Corbin is well, okay, yes,
2: Priest pa- is a little bit more uh,
0: ripped. Yeah, yep. Cor- yeah. Corbin has the Corbin's belly button literally talks to you as he's wrestling. It's really gross. I'm glad he put a shirt on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the picture of health here, but uh, I also don't wrestle for a living. So, <laughs> pretty much, pretty, pretty much driving a van right now for a living. It's about what I'm doing. Um, Down by the river? No, 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 no. Luckily, but I, I should put something back there to sleep in, man. I, man, my wife wanted to drink last night, and boy, did we. <laughs> Oh, I put put it this way Luckily I can work my own hours I woke up this morning I got back in bed And I I took a shower And I got back in bed (laughs) (laughs) You're
2: going to have to do a take two on this day
0: Well luckily we had one What happened was we finished a bottle last night And we were like five shots in So I looked at her and went Well I'm going to go get a small bottle So I went and I got a small bottle Luckily, we had one shot left, so I did a shot before the show. I feel a little better. Don't have any beer. I'm actually drinking seltzer water and regular water. I need need a break tonight, man. That shit, I was dying all day today. But a couple liquid IVs later, fucking rocking and rolling, man. And for some reason, as soon as this fucking mic turns on, I don't even care. Don't even feel it anymore, so...
2: It's good shit, man. The Terry Gordia podcast.
0: There you go. I don't even feel that shit once this mic turns on, baby. Um, but, yeah, I guess we can get to the last match, which, holy shit, there's a lot to get into in this match. There was a lot going on in this match throughout the whole match. This was the last War Games match. Team, uh, is it, I got to ask, is it McAfee
2: or McAfee? Well, I hope you got to give me a second here. Pat McAfee.
0: It, yes. is, it is McAfee. McAfee.
2: Yes. Well, but it's spelled McAfee. Right. Like the antivirus, but it's pronounced McAfee. Okay.
0: See, this is what I, I can't let this happen because my wife calls McDonald's
2: McDonald's and it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As akin to that, I have lived <laughs> in the South for about over 20 years at this point. Uh huh. It, it still just nails on a chalkboard makes my. When people call a cart a buggy Okay well that's I uh, hate it That's hate a southern it. a thing that, that,
0: That's a southern thing Trust me you go up north There's no one saying buggy Everyone says that down here I'm used to I it I don't know
2: point. why But I just it really just annoys me Like every other know. southernism I'm fine with But it just annoys me
0: I call it a cart But I was born in Boston So <laughs> I don't know I don't know It was always a cart to me When I was a kid So I call it a cart But she says McDonald's for McDonald's And she's like but that's, I mean, the Big Mac. And I'm like, okay, what about the McRib? (laughs) McChicken. The McChicken. (laughs) She's like, well, that, but what about the Big Mac? I'm like, all right, you got one sandwich. All right. It's, there's no A in the name at all (laughs) until the end.
2: uh, That is also confusing though, because his name is Ronald, well, not actually, it's Ronald McDonald. It is Ronald McDonald. Okay, yeah, For instance, it's McDonald's,
0: like a McDonald's. Like she's slammed doors on me for this argument. Um, <laughs> she, she... Oh, you hate the way I talk? No, I don't. No, I don't. I. What can I say? I got a little Southern girl. Um, but um, nothing I can do about that. <laughs> she and 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 my wife doesn't say the word cool. She says kill, K E W L. It's it's all I that 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 one I like though. Anyway, um.
2: As long as she doesn't say cool beans, like that's.
0: No, that's. If she was drunk, she may.
2: But that. that, Well, that's different. That's acceptable. That would be it. That's acceptable. You have, have like, full permission to kind of just have fun with the English language when you're drunk because why not?
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Trust me. I've done that many times right here on this show. Um, (laughs) Likewise? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't speak any language. (laughs)
2: When when you, no, I invented my own.
0: Yes, 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 you do. (laughs) You absolutely do. Um, By the way, uh, big chat. Thanks everybody in the chat room right now. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah,
0: really appreciate it. Definitely. Intox. Oh, no, and plenty
2: and plenty. Mojo, what's going on, Mojo?
0: Oh, yeah, and plenty listening elsewhere. Thanks to all those people listening elsewhere. However you're listening, thank you. Let's uh, jump back into this last match here. O'Reilly and Dunn kicked off this War Games match. Um, lots of grappling in the beginning of this match. Uh, obviously, these guys were trying to pace themselves, so a few rest holds here and there. Um, McAfee's team has the advantage in this one. I'm sorry,
2: McAfee. I'm not going to be able to do this. It's not spelled the right way. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's okay. Like I I, I kind of like how like I always wondered like what the listeners think because we both we both do it the different ways. So, and, but then when you threw it at me, like which one is it? You did both of them at the same time. Like I just I had to tell for a minute, uh, so I had to pause. I was like, I don't know. Um, you know what? I don't care. Um,
0: it doesn't matter. I'm not like I'm gonna ever meet the guy or anything. Um, but yeah, they they were trying to pace themselves out a little bit in, in the beginning of this March match. Um and with uh McAfee's team having the advantage, Oni Lorkin is the next one in. You thought Pat was coming in, but Oni held him back. Um I was worried because I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna let him come in and do this much in that match. But I don't they know. They still if, ended up having him do quite a bit. They still had him do quite a bit in the match, absolutely. But I think if he was in there longer, I don't know how that would have worked out It was a very, very good idea to have him come in last Actually, I think Just so he wasn't in there the whole time I don't think we needed that Now, I do want to give Pat, uh, Pat some credit well, I'm just going to call him Pat um, I'm, I do want to give him a little bit of credit The guy wore a neck brace on his radio show Which is completely unaffiliated with WWE But he wanted to keep it going
2: That is one of the things that I love about, like, pro wrestling is, like, after some of these attacks, when the heels come out with, like, the giant, like, oversized neck braces. Yeah. Like, I just love the fucking neck brace. Like, it just always kind of just makes me smile.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. But I I really liked that he did that. You got to give him a little bit of credit. I saw a picture of it, and that's really all I saw. But you got to give the guy credit. He's at least trying to sell an injury which some of these guys don't even try anymore, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: It's old school, and he is a little bit old school. Um, again, I don't have to like his promos. I don't have to. I, it's not that I hate his promos. I hate his fucking mannerisms. I hate him jumping around the ring like he's some ADHD child. <laughs> For a split, I hate his fucking face. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I really wouldn't use that as an excuse. I wouldn't even say that. I don't think I can even say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's even in my vocabulary, really. Um, just don't like his mannerisms. I really don't. I, they're just annoying to me. And that's it. Um, but anyway, Oni Lorcan came in. Him and Dunn really used the uh, the advantage over uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I got to give it to all of Undisputed Era really killed it in this match. They were, everyone in this match once again came out there and fucking killed it. Um, Bobby Fish was the next one out. Um, Dad came in to help his son, O'Reilly. Now it's two on two. Um, And then Danny Birch came out. Again, we thought Pat was coming out. Birch held him back. Um, And uh, brings in a bag. And they were cricket bats. That's right. But they looked like
2: they were made from high-density foam. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I thought it was an interesting idea. It was better than just, like, the normal... Like steel chair kendo stick the sort of traditional oh yeah you
0: know weapons it was cool it was cool and hey high density foam can hurt listen they make foam that is as you know soft as you know anything you can find and about as hard as a two by four you can get foam and all I, mean, I was in the foam business for over a year i i know foam um you can get that shit pretty fucking strong. Matter of fact, I got some four uh, four pound in my garage that you can stand on with no problem. Hmm. It's that, that it's literally four pounds per square inch.
2: I mean, isn't that essentially like what caulk is? What did you just call me? <laughs> well, you know, not, you know nothing that I wouldn't call you off air. Oh, all right. <laughs> but, but I mean, I could probably. Do- isn't no. that basically the same material as caulk. No, caulk is like a,
0: a almost like a paste that uh, mm. kind of turns into a rubber almost. It's basically like liquid rubber. But they do make that kind of uh, that, that 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 like foam for um like window foam, campers, campers and windows. They make that 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 stuff for. This is way more dense than that though. What these looked like they were made of. Just how light they were. Just how when they held them and they were like spinning them, they looked incredibly light. Now I know they're big guys, but I don't know they may not have been made out of foam, but uh Roderick Strong came out um he got attacked immediately by oni and uh oni lorkin and and birch um This match hadn't even officially started, and I was already marking out for it. I gotta tell you it was a great fucking match, really good, even before pat came out um he grabbed tables each table had one of the undisputed era's names on there and their logo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He had to pay a lot for that stencil, um, so. I was actually thinking about that because I just like the mental image, because they've been doing this a lot where they've been drawing things on chairs, yeah. or other weapons, as wrestler logos and names and imagery, and I was like, I just like the idea of the wrestlers themselves, like the night before the big match, just like doing a whole bunch of arts and crafts.
1: <laughs> Guys, we need
0: stencils, an x knife. Mm-hmm. And exactly what color is that that they use on their shirt? Exactly. Any, any, anyone know the uh,
2: R G B on that? Okay, <laughs> some Michael's supply store in like Florida that just is constantly frequented by WWE wrestlers. <laughs> they
0: leave there all the time. It would have to be a Michael's because we don't have Hobby Lobbies in Florida. Um,
2: hmm. No, we do here. I do. Like, I their do fucking
0: here. Hobby Lobby is so ridiculously overpriced. I do here, but I'll tell you, it's one of, I, I've said before, I'm big into clocks. Um, that's the best place to get them, the Hobby Lobby, because they have the best selection of the clock, um, the insides that you use. They have the best selection of those.
2: So, Fun in fact, I have actually referred to, for since I turned 21, and I still do to this day, refer to the liquor store, Hobby Lobby. As because it what? is my hobby. The The liquor store. I refer to the liquor store as Hobby Lobby.
0: Ah, that is a different hobby. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is is definitely a different hobby. Um, One I am trying to break a little bit. My God. Uh, Anyway, where were we here? Um, I think we were right with uh, where Pat was coming out. I'm just calling him Pat from now on. Uh, He grabs the tables. I said that right there. Logos and names and shit. Even got a moonsault off the top rope from mm-hmm. Pat putting uh, putting Roderick Strong through a table. Um, Cole was the last one out. He grabbed a chair and a fire extinguisher. You, they were waiting for the fire extinguisher. I think he had a little problem getting it going because they stood there for about a good three or four seconds um, before he hit him with it. But uh, that was pretty cool. I always liked the fire extinguisher spot, I got to tell you.
2: Yeah. There was a, uh, I, had, I had heard it, I think it was an episode of Botchamania. There was a, they were doing, I think it was for WrestleMania 13. They were doing the Chicago street fight with LOD and uh, Nation Domination. Hmm. I, I think this was the match. But anyways, Cornette was talking about it. There was definitely a match with LOD where I believe it was Hulk kept accidentally using the for real fire signature instead of the gimmicked one. Oh because they keep a for-real fire extinguisher in case, you know, pyro, something happens. Mm -hmm. But but it's, like, it's vastly different from what comes out when you use the real one versus the gimmicked one. And he couldn't, like, three different times, he, he ended up using the fire extinguisher for his spot, and all three times he used the real one instead of the gimmicked one. Those are, like, nitrous. Like, you could freeze someone's arm off doing that. They were saying, like, people in the front row were like, gag and like it was it was not great like they're lucky nothing bad happened yeah you could really i mean i
0: used to have a i had a boss who used to this was back when i was in high school and the boss at the i was doing oil changes and that's how he cooled beers down what is it like free I'm not sure what the hell it is. I know it. It was like nitrous. It was. It was cold, and he would freeze beers with it. We'd lose a good three or four. Like, I always hated when he did it. Yeah, and then I'm we, not yeah.
2: a beer person, but the idea that you would have to sacrifice three or four beers just in general sounds
0: bad. That's a waste. I'm like, dude, put him in the cooler. Fuck it, I'll drink him hot. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Pretend we're in Germany for a day. Fuck it. Nine. There you go. Nine. Anyway, uh, and now the match is uh, finally, actually, is starting. Now, I got to tell you, this match didn't, in my opinion, this match was definitely brutal. But it also felt, I don't know, like me- like methodical also. Like, I, I don't know, not, not choreographed, not planned, but it just felt like both teams came in with a plan and they both executed the plan well. Yeah. I, and i mean i know it's wrestling that's how it's supposed to go but it came off that way to me i don't know i don't know if that makes sense or not but
2: i think it would actually be pretty much a good thing just like every mm-hmm. kind of good story
0: no it did told a great story um it was it was and it was it was really hard to actually take notes during this this part of the match because it was so fast paced i didn't want to take my eyes off of it i'm glad i watched it the next day cuz i was able to pause and and watch it again and take notes. Otherwise, man, I oh my god, kind of wish we did this live. Um, we will do TLC live. We will. I'll make sure of it. Um, I'd rather Then I don't have to take fucking notes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But uh, I
2: think the, the thing that kind of got me like watching the end of this match was like it, it's not a negative thing, but it's like it's a little distracting uh, that like basically, and I think Antox was saying this in the chat too, Pat we'll call him mm-hmm. is a multi-millionaire, like legit, uh-huh. you know, he he's and it's just like, it, it becomes so much. I feel like in just in a weird way, it becomes so much more interesting, I guess that somebody who has the money that he has, that he doesn't have to do this, but he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. Like kind of that Shane McMahon factor of just like, put me through the fucking glass. Let's do it over again. I don't care. You know, like just the idea of taking these crazy bumps when you are already just filthy rich, Like, I feel like it makes it somehow, it kind of like amplifies it, which makes kind of the other people that are doing the bumps, like not as impressive, Mm -hmm. which a little bit of a negative, but all in all, it's really interesting, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And you're right. I mean, he doesn't have to do this and he, but he seems to love it. I think he's just out there having a good time, man, which I can't fault the guy for that. Um, You know, out there having, he's got the money to do it. He doesn't care. He, I, I don't know what they're paying him, but I'm sure it really doesn't mean much to him. I guess he can afford his own health insurance, so he's all right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so but i you know, he obviously he's he's doing something right. Um, I did like when uh, Undisputed Era tried to power bomb Pete Dunne um, through a table. Mm-hmm. And the table didn't break, so Strong just jumped on the top rope, and then it almost didn't break again because you know Strong's a little guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then we got Pat going through a table, which he f- jumped to make sure he hit that thing.
2: <laughs> yes, he did. You got you got you got some good t- egg time
0: on that. I don't know why that table was so far away, but he definitely and, and and then he ended up on top of the cage doing a cage dive and taking everyone out um but i, I i'll tell you the truth i'm not you've heard me say i'm not the biggest fan of pete dunn but o'reilly and pete dunn were pretty much the stars in this match i know mcafee was was you know one of the bigger guys in this match um he just turned into john cena kicking out of Cole's finisher. Um, but I really, really think that O'Reilly and Dunn were the two stars of this match.
2: Mm-hmm. They, towards the end, Dunn hit like his finisher on a chair, and it looked impressive as oh. fuck. Mm.
0: That did, man. That did. There were some really good spots in this match. But uh, we we both missed this one. Undisputed Era did end up uh, pulling. Actually, I missed. I'm sorry. You missed this one. I got it right. Um you had the heels win, and I had the the I guess the baby faces winning, um, in undisputed era. And undisputed era picked up the win, which even though I guessed it, I was still a little shocked that they won. Um, but man, this pay per view was five matches, action packed, not a bad match on the card. Great pay per view. I don't even want to give it a I, I I don't even know. I'd give it like an eight and a half or a nine, I guess, out of ten.
2: Yeah, that seems fair.
0: It's about maybe 8, 8.5. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really good pay-per-view, man. Fucking loved it. Fucking loved it. So uh, there we go. That is NXT, though. TakeOver. War Games. Fucking great shit right there. All right. I guess from there we can get into Raw. Honestly, guys, we've only got like three or four news things tonight. So really maybe four or five, actually. Really not going to be very long of uh Of news after week, and I knew we had all these to go through, and there's just not really that much going on tonight or
2: this week, so yeah, listen, guys. it's not going to be very long, but we're going to use it to the best of our abilities,
0: yeah, there you go. that sounds like an excuse that uh, <laughs> anyway well,
2: it's december it's cold, there's some shrinkage with the show <laughs> shrinkage
0: <laughs> this just turned into a bad into a Seinfeld episode um. <laughs> All right, let's get into Raw. I actually watched Raw today. Um, Definitely when you watch NXT the day before and then you watch Raw, wow, what a difference. Uh, We did start off with another Pat Patterson tribute. Um, I just think they wanted to get it on all the shows. Um, And obviously it happened last Wednesday, so they couldn't do it on Raw. Um, We did get a moment of silence, 10-bell salute, and then boom, intro hits and it's business as usual. Um, That's right. but, but we did get more um, tributes to Pat Patterson throughout the night on this on this show also. Um, but, you know, we don't need to get into them. We've talked about them a lot, so we're not going to do that. Uh, Orton came out slow brooding. Randy Orton came out. Uh, we find out that Randy invited himself to the funhouse tonight, which we didn't see. Um, gives a typical Orton promo. Bray pops up and we get a game show. Called Let's Get Randy I think in England that means Something different <laughs> I believe In England that means let's get horny uh, But
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick up on this On the uh, documentary that is Austin Powers uh,
0: Yeah yeah, That's
2: kind of where that's kind of,
0: Do I make you horny Randy yeah All right. <laughs> Anyway Uh, We did get a match set up for later with Bray and Orton, um, which ended up being the uh, main event, which we'll get into later. Uh, Let's see. What else did we have after that? We had Asuka with Lana backstage. And then there was this weird pre-match promo with Nia and Shayna where boobs on her
2: back. Yeah, because they're going to mutilate her. They're going to make her front her back and her back her front. She's gonna have back titties.
0: That is something a
2: five-year-old would say. Mm-hmm. Who wrote? Yeah. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> Somebody who has the deteriorating brain capacity that now makes them a five-year-old.
0: I mean, was Vince on the toilet when he wrote this or something? I God, this was bad. And you know what? I I'm, I'm pretty sure Vince was laughing at that line. Ha <laughs> ha, burbs on her back. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> anyway,
2: I think that's more just what would make Vince happy. It's just boobs on the front, boobs on the back. <laughs> then I can hug her and still grab them, boys. All right, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah.
0: I step grapefruits on my back. Right. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, and then there was another. Did you notice the – I don't know. We had a lot of long video packages on this show. And they weren't like a minute and a half. They were like five and six minutes.
2: Like genuinely, the, the first – part you said the first promo was by Orton. And I, I remember because I was fast-forwarding through the opening video package. Yes, And it was on DVR, so usually I get like the last minute of whatever it's on before. So it started – at about eight minutes. So you take that one minute off for the DVR time. There was like seven minutes of like opening video, video packages before they got to the fucking first promo, let alone match.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, I, I found it throughout the night. They had a lot of long videos. Um, uh, and I mean, I, I guess, I mean, you got three hours to kill. I mean, <laughs> that's not my problem though. That's your fault. Not mine. um, but anyway, I, I, enough about the long video packages. I mean, that's like I said, they're
2: killing time right now, and
0: whatever. It's the holidays. Let's. I guess we can't pitch.
2: <laughs> they got like two weeks before their pay-per-view is the problem with that, though, because like that's kind of what. And I, RAW has been good the last couple weeks. Like the the, the go home show before Survivor Series, I really liked, mm-hmm. but. It seemed like this week was like if you you know you make them if you ever make the mistake of like trying to start a conversation with a coworker you don't like or or not really interested in and they for whatever reason decide to tell you just this long fucking meandering story mm. like I felt like it was an hour and a half long story of like a coworker you're not interested in or like an old relative that you haven't seen in a while but you can't make the conversation go Yeah but
0: luckily, we're like, like you said, though. Luckily, we've got the DVR. We've I, I flew past a lot of the videos too. It was just wasn't worth it. Um, we come back from a commercial though, after that, and Ricochet is back there with Dana Brooke. Um, Mark. I have a question
1: mm-hmm.
0: Is there any way to stop Ricochet from talking? <laughs> he has, mean, that's kind of what they tried to do. They put Matt Riddle out there, they've got to do something. He has no no charisma in his words he has no no emotion he's just monotone and it's like dude show something raise your voice or something yeah i'd rather him scream i wouldn't even mind if he sat there and yelled he's just got nothing he's just he's a snooze he's a he he is the snooze button on raw if raw had a snooze button it's ricochet
2: yeah yeah, yeah just, it's just exactly it's fucking monotone like and it's like it's almost a metronome too because you can just like fucking set things to it just never changes never goes up never goes down just straight consistent just yeah,
0: and you know what weebs is right as prince puma he never fucking said a word we know why mm-hmm. he never needed to they put, they put him with conan for a while right my god bring in conan
1: Mm-hmm. Not that Something, again.
2: anything I don't know, bring in anybody Bring, you know I mean, I, Cause like you're making Dana anybody. Brooke the charismatic person <laughs> I like Dana, I got no problem I mean, she seems like a nice person But I've never been like, oh shit, that Dana Brooke promo though Well no, no,
0: no, 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 no um, And I'll tell you what Them, I, I, this will bring us kind of into the next match them with this whole reckoning me a yim shit, making it that it's embarrassing to lose to Dana Brooke. If you're trying to push Dana Brooke, that actually doesn't make her look good. I don't know if they realize that. <laughs> do Do they know that when you're saying it's embarrassing to lose to her, you're saying she sucks, and you're still losing
2: to her? Do they do do they do, do they get that? It's, the whole match is just full of people that like. It's it, it's a void, like you you know they're not doing anything with retribution, you know they're not doing anything with ricochet, you know they're not really. I mean, they might be trying to do something with Dana Brooke, I guess, but. Oh uh, I mean, now she's with Ricochet,
0: and you're right; she's got the the she's the star out of that little Ricochet and Dana. She's
2: the star. <laughs> um, it's like when they put Stacy Keebler with Tess. Hey, hey. <laughs> there you go. Tess could talk at least a little bit. Yeah. Well I mean by, by comparison, fucking test is Randy Savage in this equation. But... <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Well let me tell you something, brother. Um anyway, uh Slapjack and Reckoning versus Ricochet and Dana Brooke. Quick match. Once again, we we said Dana pinned reckoning. I really hate using that name. And uh, Ali came in once again. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. You leaves to this piece of shit. Uh,
2: I mean, that's what they're saying <laughs> You've soiled the good name That is Retribution
0: I mean, I'm sure Dana's just happy to be out there Just getting
2: TV time But <laughs> to say They should have had her do like the Matt Riddle uh Aw. Which start talking about how bad she is Like, <laughs> oh, Dana Brock is fucking terrible I'm Like, hey, I'm right here
0: Oh, God There was some This was awful I'm sorry This is awful This whole thing with Retribution Ain't working for me it's just not working, and Ali being their 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 boss when he's like the shortest one in the group. no, no, no. It just doesn't work for me. Does not work for me. Um, so let's move on. Miss TV with AJ and Omos. That is they they are going with Omos O M O S is how they're spelling it. Um, that's a big son of a bitch, dude. When they were doing the tribute at the beginning of the show, like there's all the WWE guys. And his head, like <laughs> over all of them, you could see his uh, his torso, and it's like Jesus Christ, this guy is just a fucking monster, man. Um,
2: <laughs> he just like whoever he's in, like you know whoever's in front of him mm. just like has to casually just reach up and just like pull his dick off their shoulder. My God. like, hey, did uh, you back up? Back up, sir, sir. Could you
0: just maybe take two? Okay, well, maybe four steps back. Um, okay. <laughs> just- you know what make it five make it five yeah go ahead um but uh they brought him out there AJ telling Miz and Morrison what he's going to do and how he's going to beat Drew McIntyre at T- TLC Sheamus comes down to interrupt uh Drew then comes down this whole segment went way too long and the match went way too long too um this did set up a match with uh Seamus and Drew uh and Miz and Morrison which was happening later in the day the match later went way too long but I did like Drew throwing the money in the bank case. <laughs> he winged that shit, man.
2: hmm
0: And Miz went running for it like he just threw his baby. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but it was it it, it was funny though. It was pretty funny. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, th- this whole segment just went way too long. I thought. I'm just like, oh, end already.
2: There was, because I really don't have too much to contribute to this, I will give you an antidote. The latest episode of Miz and Maurice. she ends up getting cast in this movie role. She's trying out these different kinds of wardrobes, different outfits and looks and whatnot. But she decides on this, like, leather outfit. She's supposed to be an assassin in the movie. Mm. So she's wearing this, like, tight leather black outfit. Mm. It's, like, unzipped, so, like, the girls are just... Bang! Right, up, right on out there. Yeah, She got into an argument with Ms. and Ms. Dad are sitting poolside. She ends up tripping, falling into a kiddie pool. She stands up. One of her titties is hanging out. And the entire time, Ms. Dad is just staring straight forward. <laughs> just taking it on in. Like, I don't know if they purposely told him to do that for the show or not, but he was not at all apprehensive about trying to not look away. I... Wouldn't mind seeing them puppies either. And um, then at the end, he just turns to him and goes, you're a lucky man, Mike. Well, I mean she, <laughs> I was like, this is the best thing that they... Like, fuck Raw, this is the best thing that they showed on their TV. I, I,
0: I might need to watch this show. Uh, <laughs> I might need to watch this episode, at least. I've actually never seen an episode of that show. Honestly, I haven't. Um, I don't feel bad about it either.
2: I mean, it is what it is. It's typical reality. I mean, it's a reality show with wrestlers so yeah. like the actual amount of true reality that you're seeing is very questionable but it can be entertaining at times yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm sure most of those yeah i'm sure um anyway i don't have much more on that either so we'll just move on to the shelton benjamin versus kofi match um good match kofi picked up the win but cedric once again i guess uh what would you say getting a little too big for his britches in this group huh
2: <laughs> yeah, he didn't he didn't blatantly bury Shelton this time. No, no. Oh, so there's that. But he was still just like, Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I want a match too. Come on, tough guy.
0: Yeah, he says, I'm tired of you guys slipping through our fingers or slipping through the cracks. I'm not sure what he said. Mm-hmm. But uh we did get Cedric versus Kofi. Cedric picked up the win and he's over there like I'm I'm sitting there like, okay, so he just beat a guy who had a match and was selling that he was hurt in the match. Mm-hmm.
1: Does
0: that really help Cedric?
2: I mean, I think... I think it actually kind of does. It, oh, yeah. like Because it helps in his mind. Like, from a kayfabe standpoint, it helps him believe that even though... Like, he doesn't see it as, you know, he beat somebody that already had a match. He sees it as him being better than Kofi, which is what his character believed anyway. So, like, yeah, the, did it yeah. actually help him? Eh, maybe yeah. not, but, like... From a kayfabe standpoint, it works. I think All right, I'll buy that. I'll
0: buy that one. Um, but yeah, there was that right, match right there. Now, they showed a thing for tribute to the troop. Did, did you watch that? I think it was on Sunday? It was on it was on during
2: NXT. Oh, so they like programmed themselves uh but no I, I I didn't see it. I mean, I think what they do is very nice, but it never really seems like a show that's like must watch. When they used to go over
0: like over to Afghanistan and stuff, I actually did enjoy watching it. Now that they're like, just kind of staying here, and I think what they did it looked like they just had all the guys on the in the Thunderdome. They had the screens filled with servicemen, which I mean that's that, that that's still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean you filled. do
2: have to apply for those seats and yeah, you know, kind of random draw the luck, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had them
0: all pre-planned and filled up and.
2: Oh, yeah. no. I mean, in that in that instance, yeah, they obviously did. But I'm saying, you know, like you normally you would actually have to kind of, you know, put an effort to get a spot on the show to be right. in the crowd. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of cool that they got their own special show kind of just for them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I I, I did not see it, but uh, got a nice recap video for it. So it was pretty cool. Um but this is where we get the Drew and Sheamus versus Miz and Morrison and AJ, the handicap match. Are, are you still allowed to call them that?
2: You okay with that? <laughs> I think that the, the ruling has never been officialized yet. I think it's still in the courts. Oh. So until we get a full verdict, we're going to have to, we'll just keep it going as is.
0: Okay. Okay. We'll go as is with that. Um, but I, I, I got to tell you, I really, I mean, I saw the match. It was what it was. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll talk about to end the match. I mean, they've been talking the whole show about how, and last week, how Seamus was going to turn on his partner, blah, blah, blah. You know, we know it, uh, to end the match. Seamus accidentally does broke, kick drew, um, AJ then jumps in with a phenomenal forearm for the pin. AJ picked up the win on that match. But I I thought the match went too long. <laughs> After that big segment they did, I'm like, this is just way too... And then we got another segment with Drew and Sheamus. They're fighting backstage. Pat Buck tries to break them up. They end up putting him through a table. And then suddenly they're like, let's go grab a pint. Mm-hmm. And it's like,
2: what, 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 what just happened? And why? And who cares? <laughs> they're, in, they're in an abusive relationship. That's All like right. boy, that that's fun for everybody, huh? Like, yeah, I messed up. So you know what happens when I mess up. True beats me up. Well it's they like, you know ooh, they okay, drink the
0: face. Yeah, they drink and they fight. You know those yes. those Scottish and Irish.
2: <laughs> so they're sort of a uh melanin declined version of the APA.
0: Okay. There you go. There you go. They drink and they fight. They're just mm-hmm. a couple of Scottish and Irish guys, you know.
2: What do. <laughs> just a couple of stereotypes
0: just uh, exactly you know drinking whiskey and and fighting anyway uh we can move on from that lashley and hardy Lashley versus jeff hardy uh riddle came down to be in jeff hardy's corner funny little segment they had though before that with uh with riddle completely fucked up this little promo you did he
2: sure did and of course, they were live, pal.
0: Yeah, he gave away the 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 punchline before he said. He said the 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 Hardy Bros and Jeff Hardy was like boys, the Hardy boys, and he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, bro, boys, and then he's like, but we could call ourselves the Hardy bro, and it's like, no, you already did it, dude, you fucked it up.
2: <laughs> well, it, it seemed like there was a minute there where he's like, we'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Well, you just doubled down on setting up your punchline.
0: Yeah, there you go. Christopher Kane. he did. He had the bro nuts with him, uh, and he was looking once again to get out there with, uh, put that in front of of, of uh, MVP. Um, but yeah, he was out there with, um, and I got to tell you, Riddle's a good hype
2: man in the corner. Here's a question for you, though. Sure. Is is Riddle fucking up his lines? Does that count as kayfabe? I guess it could. I mean he's basically he's just like so stoned that he just doesn't remember shit. I guess it could be. I don't think he was I think he fucked it up, but Yeah, he made a little bit of a face. It was it was fun. He did, he was like, like Oh ooh. no,
0: bro. Okay.
2: Shit, they 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 de pushed people for less. Uh... Nah, they're not gonna do nothing for that. Broetry nah,
0: Broetry in motion. And Jeff was like, I like the idea. I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> His music's literally playing, <laughs> and Riddle eats another donut. But uh, I thought he was a good hype man down there in the corner.
2: Yeah, I like it. I, I just I of like, like the idea of him just like just kind of aimlessly wandering around, just bugging people. Because um, there's a part of me that just like it, I, I, on face value, it's kind of funny. But then I also like there's a part of me that thinks that like Matt knows what he's doing, like even in character, uh-huh. and is just purposely like trying to annoy people, which makes me laugh a little bit but uh yeah so there is that part of it because he also got involved in that dana brooke ricochet thing yeah true he just showed up and he was just like hey guys what's everybody doing and they're like we're trying to fucking prepare for our match i'm gonna fuck off he's like i guess yeah
0: yeah but i i I did like how he had the bro nuts just written like handwritten on there you know and he's eating the donuts the whole time uh good stuff i I just i I like the guy he's just a likable dude
2: He is. He very much is.
0: Yeah, you know, Christopher Kane. Once again, another good point here. Vince doesn't understand what a stoner is. Yeah, he probably just thinks Riddle's tired all the time. (laughs) Get
2: some damn sleep, pal.
0: Man, take some of those mushrooms and go to sleep. You're tired. Your eyes are really low. (laughs) They're red too. You've been rubbing them. Are you crying?
2: (laughs) No crying in this company. Don't cry.
0: If, if all Riddle has to say is "No," nah, I just held the sneeze back. Oh, Good man, good man.
2: <laughs> right. Never let it win. Control that
1: shit. All right. <laughs>
0: oh man, Vince' voice is gonna kill me one day. Um. <laughs> all right, let's just go on to the main event. I can't believe we're already through Raw. Fuck yeah! I didn't want to spend much time on it. Um, Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Orton, uh, basically, it was it, it was a fine match. As it was going through, um, probably the best part to talk about was right, right at the end, Orton RKO's Bray Wyatt. Right as the lights go out, he goes to pin Bray. Lights go out, and the fiend appears right underneath Randy Orton. Um, I got I to gotta tell you, for Bray to be able to change that quick is pretty fucking good. I know it's probably underneath, but he had, right. he had to get the fucking clothes off. He had to get all that shit off. And then he had to put the mask on and get back under... Rent. It was only like six or seven seconds the
2: lights were off. It wasn't yeah. that long. And, I mean, for what it's worth, like, he's a big guy. Like, for anybody, changing that fast isn't easy. But when you're a bigger dude, like, that's really fucking impressive.
0: Yeah, I don't think you've got these, you know, they're not like quick-change artists or anything, these people. They're not they're, they're not magicians. So, I don't know. I, I gotta give, give him a little bit of credit there. But really cool little sight, you know, Randy just looks up at him and fiend is just staring at him like it's me um and uh mandible
2: claw and that's kind of uh that was kind of where the match ended right now and i want to get you i I just kind of want to get your overall just opinion on this i guess Mm -hmm. reaction what have you Uh, so alexa bliss was not on the show Mm -hmm. and allegedly the rumor is based on what they said on the observer that she missed raw because she was filming a reboot to Punky Brewster. Okay. I, I don't know if this is true. I know that this is what they said.
0: And I think I saw Charlotte was in that. See, I saw that article, but I was kind of like, mm, I want to get more, maybe Friday on that one. Um, it's Punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. I actually used to watch that show.
2: <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it is what it is. It, it, it had its fan base, I guess. But it just seems like for 2020, for that to be the reason why you're not at a show seems just very fucking strange. Man, Punky Punky
0: Brewster though was a little. What was her name? Solil Sol, 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 Sol Moonfry. Moonfry. Solil Moonfry. That was her name. But she was a little Br- Burnett girl, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's supposed to be Punky Brewster. Oh, Oh, she might have been the friend. What was her friend's name? Six or seven or? Didn't she have a friend with a weird name?
2: Not sure. Didn't watch the show. I just know that I will never forget a name like Soleil Moon Fry.
0: No, no. And she grew up to be a very good looking girl. Um I have seen I have seen some pictures of her. Not dirty pictures, but just pictures of her recently and she definitely <laughs> definitely looks good still. Um But uh yeah, that's that is kinda weird. That is kinda weird. Um Yeah, that's definitely that's like my demo. I mean, I I was a kid when that show came on, so I don't know. I don't know I don't even know how long it lasted.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like like sensible standpoints out here. It's for the, it's for the kid demographic. But like kids are not going to remember like a random like kind of fucking niche 80s show. Like their parents are going to have to like kind of put them on it and then but like that's not really something that like parents share their love of. It's not like Star Wars or like Ghostbusters or some shit. Yeah, and that show had a lot of really powerful moments in it because I believe
0: the premise was the, of the show was she was a an orphan that was taken in by this family, right? This dad. I think. I think that's what it was. So there were some pretty powerful stories on that show. I don't I don't know. I, well, we talked very- about
2: it on the show a couple of weeks ago because we, I, I just kind of mentioned how weird it was. I thought that they dedicated an episode of the Challenger
1: explosion. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's 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 pretty weird too, but I mean it's
2: pretty dark for like a fucking family-friendly sitcom.
0: True. And I'm jeez, I remember that too. I that was what year? 80. Yeah, I mean I was I, I 85. I, yeah, I mean I believe most of the ch- some of the chat was with me. and I mean, I was in school watching that.
2: The only reason I know that it's an 85 is because that was the same year that the Bears won the Super Bowl, and their meeting with the president that comes for every year when a team wins the Super Bowl got canceled because of that.
0: Oh, well, I remember that. Oh, so that was the Super Bowl shuffle year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, remember yeah, year. I remember that song. I remember that song. I remember that song. Um But, yeah, that was – okay, so that was 85. I would have been 10 and i we were, i was in school and i got to tell you that's the last space shuttle launch i remember watching in school ever i do remember watching another
2: challenge didn't another challenger blow up
1: uh, Later. i know that
2: there was some um, there was another problem i it might have been unmanned though i don't know for sure
0: mm. okay all right i know another one did because i was fishing and i had this little a little thing made by jeep yes jeep the actual you know jeeps but it was a it was a radio it was a flashlight and it had a little a little tiny television in it yeah. like a, you know not not portable size a little bigger <laughs> than that but probably like a probably like a 4 by 4 by 6 by 4 tv in it and it picked up local channels, and I was we were watching the news when that shit blew up, too. I'm not sure if it was a Challenger, but I know another space shuttle blew up way... I can't remember what year that was, but we were fishing and watching that shit happen. So I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple happen. Um, so there we go. There we go. Yeah, so, so some of the chat is all nice and old in here, like me. Um, so there you go. I'm not going to out anybody. <laughs> They're outing themselves. I'm not doing it on air. Um, but anyway, I guess we can uh, jump into. You want to jump into AEW? Sure. All right. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, real quick, Sting added to the to the intro video. I did notice that. <laughs> what what happened? <laughs> Smart, are you still there?
2: Yeah, I just took myself away from the microphone for a second because I had to clear my throat. Oh. I,
0: I, you did not take yourself away from the mic. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: hell, I did not.
0: <laughs> my bad. I wasn't sure if you were laughing at the Sting intro or what, but uh, Sting's been added to the intro, which is uh, I did catch that right there. Um, this show started off pretty as usual. AEW starts right off with a match: uh, Young Bucks versus TH2. Standard Young Bucks match, lots of flips. Um, Jack Evans with some crazy moves in this match, like the moonsault he did off one of the bucks when and Helico had him in the corner. Man, that Jack Evans is a crazy son of a bitch, man.
2: And just like or flip rotation off the fucking ring apron to the bottom of the floor. Mm. Like that's the thing that's crazy though is like he's been doing this since 2004, and he's been taking some crazy fucking bumps. Like the fact that he can move at all is impressive, but the fact that he can still be able to do all these complicated flips and turns and twists and like and, and not miss. Like he's very yeah. accurate. It's really impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely is. And I didn't know he'd been out. He'd been around that long, so he's been around a long time. That guy. And yeah, he's uh, he's put his body through some hell. I mean, I've seen. You know, I haven't seen everything he's done. I've seen some of the shit he's done. Some of the shit he does is pretty crazy. Um, not Darby Allen crazy, but. Pretty crazy. And you're right, he does. He has definitely good accuracy. Doesn't miss a lot. Um so I don't know. But I, I definitely do like him. Um now the, the the doomsday device on the ramp was fucking brutal, but I love that fucking move. The Bucks put up um who did they do that with? Uh it was uh it was Evans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was, it was Evans that they, they took him out, man. That was fucking great to see that. Of course the Bucks won the match. Um, and then the acclaimed after the match went to jump in and SCU comes out of nowhere and that was it. Went to commercial. Hmm. Did you know, you noticed that, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We didn't actually talk. Uh, I want I'm going to jump around a little bit here, but I was just, I wanted to check to see, apparently he ended up Jack Evans debuted in 2000. Uh-huh. So he's been in the game for a minute interestingly enough he was partially trained by brian alvarez he was talking about that on a stream the other day where it's like he got trained by a guy who was like kind of like the first guy he went to get trained by was kind of shitty huh. but it was like in the uh washington area where alvarez is at that's where evans was born mm-hmm. too so like he, i guess alvarez kind of got note of the fact that the guy was a shitty trainer so like he would for free show up on the weekends and like help people learn the basics. So that's kind of all he really knew. But then he was also trained by Bruce Hart. So, like, this is a very interesting list of people that to be trained by. Jesus. Wow.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, he, no wonder he, he doesn't mind putting his body through anything. He's been through a lot.
2: But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, to get back to the Acclaim thing, we didn't really talk about it last week, but they showed up. Uh, they were talking, the Bucks were doing an interview, and they showed up, and one of the members of the claim basically did like a John Cena thugonomics. Mm-hmm. diswrap to the young bucks about their book um, that the, the cover of their book looks like they're staring at each other's dicks <laughs> which I have the book not the physical copy but I have the ebook okay. and I have seen the cover and they are absolutely right like I am shocked that they mentioned this because it absolutely like if you google like young Buck's book you could see the cover and it very much looks like they're staring at each other's dicks. Oh, gee. Oh, hold on. Now I gotta pull it up. Now I, I gotta pull I it up. I encourage everybody in the Mixlr chat to do it. I'll go ahead and try to bring bring it up and post it on the Mixlr chat. But I encourage everybody listening, if you haven't seen the cover of the book, to look up the cover of the book.
0: Yeah. Now Tony Schiavone got that plug in there for that book.
2: <laughs> I saw, I was watching Being the Elite yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was like it was the most recent episode, and they were saying that they want like the the book is apparently currently a hundred and eighteenth selling, and they're like, please help us make it a top ten bestseller. Like, I don't know if that's possible.
0: Yeah, they're staring at each other's junk. Um, I'm saying, it
2: looks like they're staring at each other's dicks. Yeah. Like, it is the worst F- like book cover I could possibly imagine.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I mean, I know they're supposed to be like you know, sombering and uh, but yeah, I don't I mean, they couldn't have just been anyway they didn't look at that and go, maybe this, <laughs> the, the, dude, this is a little weird. It literally looks like I'll show you mine if you show me yours.
2: It's not good, pretty much. Anyway, I'm go ahead and post that in the Mixer chat. Yeah, uh, go I ahead. It, I got, Yeah, it very much looks like summer camp shenanigans.
0: Yeah, I got Mixler on the. I never went to summer camp, so I don't know. I got Mixer on the uh, or the chat on the uh, little <laughs> laptop over here. So I'm 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 tripling up computers tonight. Um. <laughs> But, uh,
2: I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Christopher Kane, that is, uh, Jade Cargill. She's hot, 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 hot. Anyway, um, we'll get into her a little bit later. I mean, I wish, but anyway, um, Darby <laughs> Allen. Yeah, we come back. We, I mean, I do, but I mean, we, we come back from commercial. We got Darby Allen back there. I but. Is, is is that called the with the picture, the Rorschach test? Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought Rorschach so.
0: Test. Pretty much all he sees is Brian Cage and all of them. Um,
2: <laughs> but I like this. I did too. Because either this means that Darby is obsessed or that Darby's like therapist is just drawing a bunch of pictures of shirtless men. Yes. And showing it to him.
0: Exactly. Um, but I, it was it was pretty cool. It's like, you know, what do you see snake in the grass. blah blah blah. It was it was, it was good. I liked this. And then he, they show him the picture of the sting and he just laughed. I thought that I was I was laughing. I'm like <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway, speaking of sting, let's go ahead and get to that too cuz there really, there wasn't really much to that video. I mean, I like these Darby Allen videos, but anyway. Uh I this this this, this entrance of Cody's I, He has to make a shorter one.
2: I mean, for yeah, because it was just for a promo, exactly. And he came out like he was like the fucking nineteen ninety six Chicago Bulls, (laughs) where it's like do 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 and now the starting lineup.
0: Oh, he comes out like he's God. He does. He comes out like he's God, and it's fucking my God, Hunter Hearst Rhodes. it's it's just not I, I don't know he he needs a shorter one just for certain things came out in his suit uh tony comes in uh just about to start talking and the lights go out and sting's video comes up and here comes sting um i got it. I, I know arn was the first to say something to him but that was a nice little moment with sting and tony Schiavone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: i liked it it was It came off as a nice, nice, nice little moment for those two right there. Shivoni was
2: like, he's like, come and give me a hug. And Shavoni's like, I don't know. Um, Well, yeah, that was the great part about it. It was like you said, it started off with Arn Anderson. He's like, well, y'all got your own business. I guess I'll see myself out. He just just kind of wanders to the backstage area. And then Tony Shavoni's like, well, who am I to be here? And then Sting basically pulls to Chris Farley. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers (laughs) fuck, man. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I I liked it, man. And then, you know, he made him do the, uh, it sting, how how Shivani used to say, and I can't do that. But uh, that was great. That was a cool little moment. And then, you know, Shavoni did bow out, and um, Cody, of course, I have been waiting to get in the ring with you. Of course you have, Cody. Of course. Say what you mean. I've been waiting to beat you (laughs) for a very long time in the middle of my ring.
2: That's what Cody meant to say. I am so sad that they don't have like full capacity crowd mm. because I feel like the moment you're about to get to like if every if it would have been 100% capacity the moment where Sting says I'm not here for you Cody uh-huh. I felt like that would have been the biggest pop of the night
0: I think it would have been too at least not yet he said
2: I think I had to say something because you could see the guy heartbreaking
0: yeah yeah poor Cody yeah it was funny
2: <laughs> can I please go over you sir
0: no I know, it, oh, and you know that's what's gonna happen. It, it, that that match will happen. That 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 match will happen. I, he, sting didn't really say why he was there, but I did like when he's pointing something's very familiar, and he's pointing at Darby Allen. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with them. I don't know if how they're gonna work it. I'm curious to see. But we didn't. Sting didn't say much. I did like how he grabbed Cody though, and he was like, "See you later, kid." Little mm-hmm. bit of little bit of Joker Sting there. A yeah. little bit, a little bit. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Like I said, I don't know what they're going to do with Sting. Um, I know Sting does look old. He is. His hair thinning, it is. His hair is gray. He didn't even dye it black. I appreciate that, actually. I actually like that he didn't dye it black.
2: So. Yeah, I, I like it, too. It just kind of seems like it's kind of his... Like, everybody knows that it. it's basically his, like, last... Run whatever mm-hmm. it is, whether they actually have him wrestle or not, or if they have him just do like you know little cinematic matches where he doesn't really get, actually have to get hurt. But like everybody knows, you know he's been in the business forever. He's this grizzled veteran, so like let him look like it. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I think he does. I I have no problem with with yeah. with it. I actually like the little the what what, what, what ugh, I'm stuttering tonight. I like what he did tonight. Um, and I guess we're gonna see more of it. He's. I, rumor going around, he's got a five-year deal. And he's 60? Is he 60? or he's, yeah, 60, 60? Something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Something like that. 50, 55, 60, who knows? Um, I could look it up if I really wanted to. Uh, <laughs> but I haven't. But yeah, yeah, he did. He definitely kept it vague tonight, which, uh, as Antox just said in the chat, sixty one thing is. So he'll be 66 when his contract is up. I don't know how many more matches he I don't know how many more matches he's got left in him but uh we'll see. We will we will see very soon. Um Team Taz was backstage after that spark and who was the kid? Hook, I believe Taz's son. Oh, that's Taz's he really na- Wait a minute, he named his son Hook after being because he's from Red Hook. Did he really do this?
2: I mean, that's the name that they're giving him. I don't know if that's his shoot name. I think it is, honestly.
0: Okay, that is his son. All right. Okay, it's not his real name. Okay. All right. Um, Hook. Is he gonna come out? <laughs> I don't know. Is he a? All I th- all I think R- of is I R- think R- of R- Captain Hook. I think of Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah, fucking Marco star dressed as Peter Pan. Jesus Christ, man! We gonna? Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, all right, that is Taz's son. All right, Taz's son's tall.
2: <laughs> that's That was my takeaway from that, too. Yeah. yeah, you got all this like, shit. Are, are we sure that's Taz's? I know. I mean, look,
0: you got uh, Rey Mysterio's son is huge. You got Taz's son is huge. All right, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Good shit, though. Good shit. Not bad. Um, now, this next match, Mark. I, this was the Varsity Blondes which obviously is uh, Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Obviously, this name is a kind of play on the you know, Hollywood Blondes, his dad and so Um uh, versus FTR. I got to tell you, I almost forgot FTR was in that company. <laughs> he, because you want to
2: forget that FTR is in this company.
0: I guess so. I, I You're right. I do want to forget. Um, Pillman Jr., though, man, he's just such a throwback. Such a throwback. I like his look. Motherfucker can get it done in the ring. I don't know how much they're going to do with him, but they should be doing more with this guy.
2: Yeah, I agree. I like him. Like you said, he's got that good look. And that's kind of the funny thing that like, I always like to think about when I see a wrestler that has like this elaborate like hairstyle. Is that he walks around in his day-to-day life like this. Mm. And I appreciate that commitment that you're willing to, like, show up to the Chinese spot and get some takeout with the fucking just flowing mullet. Like, I, all I'll respect. I, I love it.
0: Yeah, wow. Looking at a little spoiler here for NXT, and it's uh, cheeky. Mm-hmm. You, you're watching this, too? I posted it. Oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. I said
2: it's a big, it's kind of a significant spoiler, but... It's worth
0: seeing. I just saw the link and pulled it up. Yes, that was you. Very good. Wow. That is, um, that woke me up. Um, good God, where were we here? Oh, Brian <laughs> Pillman and uh, Pillman and Garrison versus FTR. FTR pulled out the win in this match, which I, f- I kind of expected him to. Um, I don't see him losing a lot. <laughs> Everyone loses to the Young Bucks. Um, so that's different. Then they got in the face of, uh, FTR got in the face of Jurassic Express, which I guess that's setting up the next feud.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. Um, and that, that really was it. I mean, really the only thing in that match I want to talk, wanted to talk about was Pillman. That, that was it. So whatever. Um, Adam Page, once again, drinking at the bar. Uh, when Alex Reynolds and John Silver pop up, to be his partners next week against uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy. Once again, they're pushing Silver to do this little comedy thing, and he's good at it, man. He is. He's a funny guy. Uh, Alex Reynolds. I don't know a lot about him, but they've been pushing a little more the John Silver. But he's a funny guy, man.
1: He's I'm not
2: gonna lie, I popped for the tiny cowboy hats. <laughs> he's a partner, and they tip the hat. They had some very, very, very petite cowboy hats on that show. If you did not see it,
0: yep, yes, they did. Yes, they did. They did. They they were tiny cowboy hats. And but like I said, I I, I like the comedy they're doing. I don't know if John Silver is going to end up leaving the Dark Order. I think he should. Um, I really think he'd be better off on his own. But
2: uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with
0: them. Um, but they're I, they're
2: an interesting bunch because like it seems like their characters have never been more fleshed out. Like everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of them have their own kind of unique look and feel to them. Mm. But at the same time, they never have lost more than they've been losing. Like, they've been losing a lot of matches lately. And tonight,
0: uh, we'll get into that in a little while here. Um, They lost tonight. So, uh, actually, right after this segment um, with uh, Adam Bage, <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> sorry I got a, I just took a hit and it got caught in my throat
2: um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little quick anecdote like I said I was watching Being the Elite yesterday mm. and they set up like a uh, like fucking Looney Tunes style they set up a booby trap to try to get Adam Page into uh, the, the bar with them ah. so they set up this long trail of fucking <laughs> shot glasses full of alcohol <laughs> And he eventually wanders in, but, like, they're preparing for the party, and, like, Coke Cabana, like, legitimately doesn't drink alcohol, but they're trying to get him to drink alcohol. And he just goes, hey, guys, I don't drink. And one of the Dark Order members, I think it was Stu, turns to him and goes, yeah, but you do Coke, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the delivery was so fucking perfect that I was just like, oh, God bless.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. That's funny. That's (laughs) funny. That's a good one. I like that. Um, anyway, speaking of Dark Order and them losing, uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Ten of Dark Order. Um, I who, who was that that Ten kicked on the outside of the ring? Do
2: you know? Not sure. Not sure. I Me mean, neither.
0: I know it wasn't a fan, obviously. It was a wrestler. I don't know who it was either. Um, was it QT? No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Now, I do need you to explain something. Okay. How does Dustin Rhodes age and keep getting better in the ring as he gets
2: older? That's the interesting thing. He wrestles the way our truth looks. <laughs> there you go. He doesn't look the way our truth looks. He ages physically, but he does not age wrestling wise. He gets better.
0: Yeah, that's it's amazing, and he is. He seems like he's getting fucking better in the in the ring. Uh, he does pick up this match, but Evil Uno comes out and kind of tries to recruit. Now, by the way, Evil Uno, looking mighty thin. Yeah. Losing yeah. weight. Losing a lot of weight. I have uh, i didn't really notice until I saw him tonight. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, they try to make Dustin seven.
2: Yes. You see what they did there? I did. I liked it. It was a little bit of a deep cut. But I feel bit. like a lot of people that are down with AEW kind of know their history in that regard.
0: Yeah, I believe his, imp- was that his Impact character?
2: That was his WCW character.
0: Ah, that was the later WCW, the earlier WCW character,
2: actually. You're right, you're right, that's what it was. He was like, kind of doing like, almost a pinhead look. Yeah. And then it was like sort of vaguely implied that he was like a kid diddler, and then he just immediately dropped the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Because thank God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they tried to get him in there as seven uh, road slaps, Uno, and that didn't really go anywhere, but definitely a good match between these two. And I just, it just amazes me watching Dustin out there do doing his thing. And I'm just like, God damn, this guy just gets better. Hasn't slowed down one bit. Keeps does. it looks great out there.
2: It really makes me wonder like had what have, what had happened to him not happened Damn, Had it not gone that quite that way. And we would have had to, we've been able to see him kind of work sober and clean for the majority of his time. Yeah. Like, I wonder what that would have looked like and how well he would have been able to perform. Or if the fact that, like, he had to kind of get his shit together kind of led to him getting in even better shape and being able to do what he does now. Like, almost that he almost needed to go through all that shit. Yeah,
0: possibly. Possibly. And I don't know. I, I don't know how it would have worked out, but. He's definitely killing it right now in the fucking ring, man. I'm really like sure. watching him. Really like watching him lately. Um but anyway, there was that match. Smart, we I, now this way. I'm i really want to talk about this. We get Tony Schiavone backstage with uh Brandy Rhodes and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> of course. Could they not have gotten Shaq a bigger chair? <laughs> I mean, this this chair is swallowing brandy, and Shaq is just like barely fitting in the chair. I don't know. I'm just sitting there like, my God, this man is about to burst out of this fucking chair. This poor this poor chair. Stands
2: up and this chair just comes with him. <laughs> I
0: mean, he's just such a big guy. Um, but I I I, I noticed that. Um I this Smart, <sighs> what did you think of this segment?
2: <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was And, well, they saved it towards the end, but what happens, and they do this, like, just, like, throughout wrestling, where they get somebody, WWE did this a lot, they did it with Lawrence Taylor, they did it with Gronk, where they're known for their big you know like larger than life personality Mm. but then they come on the wrestling television and they're just like golly gee gosh it sure is swell to be here (laughs) like they're just purposely so very polite and very respectful you know respectful of everything that's going on and it's like you're here because of your personality because you dick around and you have a good time and you're an interesting character but then like so why strip that away which for the beginning of it was like what was happening because Shaq was like, Oh, you know, I'm a big fan of you and your husband and I just really enjoy everything that happens here. <laughs> I I, I, love, I love you guys like I love Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> so there was
0: that. There was, <laughs> and, and I did I did catch that. Shaq was a little tame in this uh in in, in, in this little scene here.
2: It, it was phone voice Shaq.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so all right, keep going.
2: Sorry, but yeah, so no, like, like I said, it started off very tame, but then <laughs> he started to become a little bit more of a dick over time. So it, like it paid off,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it was like you know because he was like I, I really I don't appreciate what you know I like my friend and everything, but I I don't I can't condone what she did. I didn't like what she did, and Brandy was like, yeah, I didn't like what she did either. I she broke my arm. Yeah,
0: exactly. But then the the ending though was the worst. Where yes. you know, Shaq tells Brandy, Well, why arms in a sling? You should get some pointers from Jade, and that is what made her so mad. She threw a cup of water in Shaq's face, which I absolutely
2: detest.
0: I d- d- Shaq prepared for it though. If you watch it back, Shaq, like uh, two seconds before she did it, he was already had his mouth closed, he was hold- holding his breath basically. <laughs> but put on some goggles. <laughs> I guess. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Um see what happens there. We did get a little thing with uh Jade Cargill tonight, and um obviously she's with Nyla and uh and Vicky and uh they were back there with um uh Red Velvet beating her up and uh Diamante and elise came out and stopped her, but she's just She's a, she is built, man. God, she's tall. Well, she was a basketball player, so that makes sense. But whew, she's a good-looking girl, man. Um, But, yeah, I just, this was not, <laughs> I don't know what this accomplished in, uh, in this whole segment with Brandy and Shaq. I don't think it accomplished anything, to be honest with you. <sighs>
2: Nothing. I just, I don't like it. Like, I just, I it doesn't, first off, like, She's very much starting to kind of come off as like being as much as Cody is Triple H, she's kind of very much becoming Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Or like I feel like we just start calling her Stephanie McBrand. Mm. Um Mick or Mac. <laughs> well, it depends on whether or not you're uh what's that guy that got fired? <laughs> Mr. McMahon. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, all right, keep going. All
2: right. <laughs> Brisco. Gerald Briscoe, that's what I was looking for. Ah, yes. Depends on whether or not you're Gerald Briscoe. But um, it just, as, first off, like, as a face, like, it do, it seems like a shitty thing to do, to just, like, throw water at somebody, kind of unprovoked. Yeah. And then, like, from a kayfabe standpoint, she is the chief brand officer. Shaq is there, like, as a guest, right? Mm-hmm. He. hmm is a host of, like, the the network that they're on. It's, like, the, it's the biggest ratings getter, like, inside the NBA. It's, like, this super big fucking ratings dynamo for TNT. Mm-hmm. It, is, it really is. You can look it up. But then, so she, like, comes on and just throws this water in this guy's face of this, like, network partner that does these great ratings. Like, that, that, that doesn't look good for your company. You're putting your company in a weird spot. But then also, like, I just don't like when you have a situation where people do things and they're obviously not going to get their comeuppance. Mm -hmm. Where you have like this, like you had Dixie Carter out there just fucking screaming at all these male employees, you know, like Stephanie McMahon walking around smacking these dudes and shit. Then you have Brandy like throwing water at people. Like, you know, like Shaq's not going to be able to get up there and like hit her. (laughs) Like, you know, that's not going to happen. So like, where does the comeuppance happen? And like, it made me laugh because I was like, is what the fuck is this going to lead to a match between Brandy and Shaq? Are we going to be like talking about you know talking to our grandkids about where we were when Brandy Rose body slammed Shaq in front of eighty thousand screaming brandy maniacs.
0: No. And she's the chief brandy officer.
2: <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this was not uh like I said, I don't feel this accomplished much at all. Um but anyway, before we bitch about that anymore, let's get into this next segment, which was the inner circle ultimate ultimatum. I know that's. Yeah. Not what, I know that's. That, I don't think that's what they were calling it. That's what I called it. Um, I got to tell you, they did something in this segment that we've talked about. Smart. Mm-hmm. We watched the show back. MJF. We saw. They said they watched the show back. How many times have we said? Why don't they ever watch the show back? You know, they're all bitching about, you know, like in WWE, they always have a problem with someone. They never watch the show back and go, oh, he didn't mean to do that. They did it. They did it. They said, we watched our show and we know you had the towel and it wasn't Sammy. I loved it.
2: That's why they're successful. They're the only people that watch their show.
0: I guess maybe that's it. Maybe that's what
2: it is. But they, I mean, we've said before, why don't these guys ever just watch the show back? (laughs) <laughs> I guess the only reason can be Is that like, they realize that the show is as bad As we think it is mm-hmm. Like if you're on Raw would you want to watch Raw back? I
0: mean Brock's admitted He doesn't watch Raw so. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah very proudly
0: Yeah. So anyway man I loved that part of the segment I'm like finally someone did this Um but This was a pretty funny segment Um the whole way through You got uh you know, Sammy did end up shaking hands with MJF by the end of it, but he did tell MJF and Jericho he'll quit if anything else bad happens, which pretty much tells me something's bad's gonna happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously. Funny exchange between Hager and Wardlow. <laughs> I loved when Hager well they're having they're talking about he's staring at me, you're staring at me and then <laughs> Hager goes, I could stop staring right now. And he <laughs> stares right back at him, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I loved it. I thought it was a great little little thing, man. I have, I was laughing my ass off at those two.
2: It, it kind of got me. It got me from the beginning too, where it was like they find, they settled the problem between Sammy and MJF, and Jericho was like, "All right, good, glad everyone's happy, right? No more questions." And you just hear like Hager in the background, like, "I got a question." like it's just so like like the time that he actually does end up talking it's just so that he could start more shit oh yeah
0: yeah it's good it, the, the, they're good now i will say as much as i enjoyed this segment i gotta tell you they all just decided to stay together i don't think it, this was
2: kind of unnecessary it, it, yeah because it just seemed very anticlimactic. because yeah. i was just like sitting there because i was like expecting it Because, okay, you get Sammy and you get MJ after, like, they're on the same page now. And Jericho was talking about how great it is. I'm like, okay, so the turn's coming? They're going to jump them, But, no, they didn't end up turning on Jericho. Jericho didn't turn on them. Nobody turned on anybody. Nobody was turned on at all. It was very unsexy. Oh, Um, Jesus. Um, (laughs) I actually did. Nothing happened. No. And I I was expecting, and I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll get there in a minute, but... I was thinking, all right, maybe they're going to be involved in the main event, so maybe something will happen there. Not yes. so much. When they announced that they were going to be be down there for that match, I'm
0: like, maybe they are going to take out. I, I thought maybe they were going to take out MJF. Right, did not turn out that way, and we will get into that in a little while. Um, but yeah, a not really necessary segment. I guess they were just again a lot of these companies are trying to kill some time. I guess to, it's the holidays. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm, I just gave him an excuse. But we'll move on from that. But I did like that. Finally, someone said, we just watched the show back, man. We know what happened. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, <laughs> well, how can they also play replays?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But uh, I don't know. That was the best part of it. Anyway, this match was next year. The Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny versus the Lucha Brothers and Lance Archer. Uh, who ran down to the ring and just cross body, took everybody out mm-hmm. The man on fire. Yeah. Then they, they all brawled outside of the ring and I'm like, Oh, the match hadn't started yet. Um, but I'll tell you, Pentagon was taken out of this match early. He got put through a table by the butcher and then quickly the camera panned over and they were showing him being kind of carried away limping by, by two, two officials they only showed it for like a quick glance and then they got right off of that. So I, I hope Pentagon's all right.
2: Yeah. I, I, I saw the aftermath. I didn't actually see him go through the table because I had a little bit of stuff going on at that point. So I was a little bit distracted during all of this, mm-hmm. but I couldn't quite tell if it was like genuine or not, if they just needed a reason to get Pentagon out out of there because they have a storyline purpose in mind or if, you know, he actually did end up unfortunately injuring himself, which would be kind of hard to do because him and Phoenix are both pretty fucking tough.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, but uh, it looked, I, I i don't know. I mean, cause they didn't, like I said, they really quickly and they didn't really mention it. They didn't really mention it anymore, which makes me think maybe he was really hurt. It looked like something with his ankle probably. Cause he was kind of dangling his ankle there a little bit. Um, but uh, I did notice that. And I got to tell you, Jake, Ended up getting involved at one point. Not bad. He ended up pulling a leg. I I, I just can't help but smile when Jake gets involved. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm such a, I'm so old. That's how I just, I just have to smile. I'm like, ah, there's a little Jake the snake. <laughs> but uh, a very interesting jumpsuit. It
2: looked like tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's just down there with his bottle of water sitting there. Um, looked a little, looked kind of haggard after the match. And I'm like, you didn't even do much, Jake. Walking around too much, old man. Um, but uh, Blade did get the win for his team. He pinned Phoenix in this match. Uh, Archer attacked all f- Eddie, the uh, Eddie Kingston Butcher Blade after the match. Um, that's good. Uh, they got to do more with Archer, man. They've got yeah, to do more. Yeah, they have to do more with the, with Archer. He's just—I know they got him out there, but he's not out there enough. And he's a big guy. Right. And you got Jake with him. Do more with him. all I'm saying.
2: I think they will. And like you so said, will. they should. And I hope that they do. Yeah. Because he's a talented dude. Like, yeah, I was watching him in New Japan, and he was like, he got a good match out of people that I wouldn't expect to have good matches. Right. So it's just like, he, he's a pretty good, he, he's definitely good at having those hoss battles. And now they're starting yeah. to get some hosses. You know, You've yeah. got Miro, you've got Wardlow, Hager, all of that. Like, there's there's things for him to do.
0: Definitely, plenty of guys put him in against. So they need to get him, get him out there. Him and Eddie are fine. I mean, you know, Eddie's not like a tiny little, you know, lucha guy. I got no problem seeing him and Eddie in the ring, too, honestly. So, uh, Eddie Kingston, that that'll be good when that a- actually happens, and we'll uh, looks like we're going to be seeing that probably sooner rather than later. Um, but anyway, after that, we get the Abaddon versus Trisha Price. Dude, I am I like this Abaddon character, man. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Who, the, the person playing that character is just perfect in that character.
2: I agree. And, like, also, I like how they try to, like, kind of not, like, they try to keep the mystique. Like, there's a couple if you look hard enough, but there's not a lot of, like, photos of her without the makeup floating around. Mm-hmm. So I like that the like the mystique is still there, and you don't really know a lot about this person other than like what the character is being portrayed as. Right. So I like you know that's that's always good.
0: Yeah, most definitely, man. It, she she just she's definitely has this character down pat. She's not bad in the ring at all, which helps. Um, but it was a pretty quick match. Uh, Abaddon though kept slamming Price's head into the mat. Sheeta came down. And took a fucking shot to the head with the kendo stick. <laughs> I mean, unprotected kendo stick to the head, and then Abaddon sat up like Undertaker.
2: Not really. <laughs> not
0: really. I mean, she sat up, but not like Undertaker.
2: And then she she sent a very special video message out to all elite Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, it's the Undertaker
0: here. You, you are gonna get to pee in that bed much longer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, shit. who was it? Was was it Nick Gage
2: who who did that for a kid? That yeah, we played it on the show. We Nick did. Gage. I thought. He I'm, was I'm walking like a... through like a supermarket. Yes. He was a promo on telling a kid to like start peeing in the bathroom. Mm.
0: Like walk at the <laughs> Walmart or something. Yeah.
2: I retweeted it on my Twitter account. He posted like today mm-hmm. a couple hours ago, just like Merry Christmas, y'all. And then the next sentence was fuck all Hogan," Like unrelated to anything. Like it was the same tweet. It was just Merry Christmas, period. Fuck all Hogan, period. Huh. And it just made me laugh. He's <laughs> like, all right, fair enough. Interesting. It's a weird guy.
1: He's a weird <sighs> guy.
0: Uh, yeah. but anyway, I mean, I, I don't know if he's, you know, trying to get a match with Hogan. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, kind of stealing cheeks can make a bear. There you? <laughs> Fuck the hell, Hogan. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Abaddon sat up and, um, scared the shit out of those two. And that was pretty much it in that match. Um, we already talked about the inner circle thing where they announced that. All right. Omega. We had Omega. I got to tell you, this was a pretty loaded show for AEW, man. They had a lot of good shit on this show. Um, this Omega thing, Omega shows up in a helicopter like he's Ric Flair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, took Don Callis a little while to get out of that helicopter, if you noticed. Right. Uh, the other thing I noticed, there was a third cleaner girl. Hmm. He brought in another woman. He couldn't. I'm faithful. Hey, man, if you got two, you might as well get three. Um, Don Callis basically started talking. Uh, t- Tony was in the ring, but Don Callis kind of took over. Um, I liked that Tony told him how how upset it made him, and they didn't give a shit. But I did. I gotta tell you, you get Don Callis talking, right? Smart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Omega took the mic, uh-huh. and it was like the energy just got sucked out of the microphone. There yeah, was I don't know. no reason for Omega to speak tonight. Callis was doing just fine. No reason. I, I, listen. Omega's not exactly known for his promos. I get it. He's a heel. He wants to talk, but Don Callis was doing wonderful. I liked what he was saying. I didn't need to hear from Omega at all.
2: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I, I, I kind of noticed the same problem. Because I watched Impact last night and I was like, it, it had kind of the weight of the situation had kind of dawned on me after it was over. Because mm. I tuned in and I watched two hours for a like five minute Kenny Omega promo, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, like, why did I do this? Like, if if I'm waiting for two hours for a promo, and it's not done by like Kingston or Moxley, it's probably going to be a letdown. Yeah. And it kind of was.
0: Yeah, and you know, all right, I see Antox, I see what you're saying. He's the world champion. He's not some brute. I get it. I get it. But I really would not have minded if literally Kalis just said, he doesn't, you don't need to hear from him. You can hear it from me. That would have been just fine with me. You don't need to hear from Omega. He's got nothing to say to you. That could have been that, that actually could have made him more of a heel if he had just shut up, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be... I don't know.
2: He actually had more fun on Impact, because they, they came out, like, they kept cutting to, like, video of, like, he had, he came out, and he came to, like, the venue. And I say this tenuously, because it was all pre-taped, but then they just, like, threw in the Kenny Omega stuff after the fact. <laughs> so he wasn't actually there, but they were trying to, you know, give that illusion. So anyways, he was in, like, a trailer, like, this, like, large RV. Mm. And he was like, you know, I'm not going to, like, what, you guys idiots? I'm not going to give away, like, any big news on Impact. Like, you're going to have to tune in to Dynamite for the big news. And he's like, yeah, I was in this RV tonight on Impact, but on Dynamite, I'm going to come in on a helicopter. I'm going to do it big. Ah. And, like, I just like how he just, like, specifically came on Impact to tell you that Impact wasn't shit. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know what the payoff was on that, but it was kind of
0: funny. And that he was going to rent a helicopter, as he mm-hmm. said. So there you go. All right. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I get it. I just think that when, when you, when you were listening to Don Callis, the charisma, what he was saying, everything, and then Kenny Omega grabs a mic, and I was like, why? No, just just please hand it back to Don Callis, okay? <laughs> please, just give it back to Callis, please, please, please. But anyway,
2: I I, I, you, I got a theory now. Actually, uh oh. Do you think that? And it's okay to make fun of them because we're all the same in this regard. Mm-hmm. But do you think with Canadians that charisma skips a generation? <laughs> think about it, Brett. No charisma. Uh-huh. Charisma, uh-huh. Jericho, Charisma, uh-huh. Callis, Charisma, about the same age. Mm-hmm. Omega, not quite as good on the promo. No, not quite. It could. And you know, I, by the way,
0: I'm not saying he's a shitty promo guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when you got Don Callis out there screaming and yelling and talking and making sense, and then the comparison of Kenny Omega just didn't make sense to me. And it
2: might skip a generation, but you're right. There's a lot of, uh... yeah, yeah. They have very different promo styles, so it's not an apples to apples comparison. Mm -hmm. But it's like almost there's, and maybe I'm hoping that it's just kind of he's gonna, you know, as time develops and he lets the character grow a little bit more and you know, kind of spread out a little bit more because this is the early stages still. But I'm I'm hoping it's gonna get better with that. But it like it it very much seemed kind of Heyman Lesnar esque. Where you have this guy who's really good at promos, and then this guy who's just like kind of should talk as little as possible. Well, I, I
0: mean, I, I guess you could see it that way a little bit, but Brock is just not a good talker. He doesn't know what to say when to say it. I mean, every now and then he'll throw a good line out there, like "I don't give it, you know, I don't give a shit about your kids." Right? To Heath Slater, I mean, that was great. Love that, but mm-hmm. but. Brock just can't talk. Oh, like I said, Omega's not a bad promo. Not not a bad promo, but ah. Brock is a bad promo.
2: And I, I don't <laughs> think that's fair either, because Antax in the chat is saying it's more like the Heyman Punk dynamic. Okay, Which, Punk is, b- b- Punk was a really good promo too. Like they yeah. weren't. It wasn't like Heyman was there to cover up his like inefficiencies. It was more of just like their fucking. Having a jam session, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically.
0: I mean, it's it's. I don't know. I mean, if you want to, I don't even know. They're really. I can't even think of one. It's basically just (laughs) Omega and Callus. I mean, we haven't really. it has been a long. Curtis Axel. (laughs) (laughs) Ryback. Oh, Heyman and Ryback. There you go. We all right.
2: There you go. I guess that's. Something <laughs> Kenny Omega just kisses Don Callis on the oh, cheek next week.
0: I'll never forget that one. Where? <laughs> where? Oh, God. We'll, 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 we'll ride right back in the wheelchair.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
0: God, that was awful. And he just kissed Heyman on the cheek. Oh, I bet. Heyman tore him a new ass when
2: they went back to that. When they went back. I made the mistake of last night watching a Ryback food video.
0: Uh-huh. and
2: it's him sitting in his SUV and he's eating these vegan chicken strips at one point he notices a homeless woman, he calls her over, gives her $20, very nice thing of him to do but then, okay, she leaves, she's on her merry way, he spends the next five minutes bitching about how he doesn't have the social media following that he would like Yeah, but his viewership, his viewership on YouTube is low and it's on purpose because they're trying to fuck him over I'm just like, dude. Like, this is the like oh. most wildly inconsistent shit I've ever seen.
0: He's being throttled.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Being throttled by YouTube. Yeah, I guess. Who knows? He's such a weird dude, man. And you know, he was he was doing like real food before <clears> that, <throat> and then he was realizing he was getting really fat. So, <laughs> he, he had to start doing the vegan shit. but
2: uh... <laughs> He's also sitting there, and like he's biting into his chicken chip. He's like, sorry, I, I came back from the gym. There's this lady with real big tits there. Okay. I hope to run into her again. I'm like, dude, I don't know if you can get away with saying that shit anymore. That's... Like, especially if you go to this gym regularly, like, you might get yourself in trouble. I think a fucking
0: light just blew in here. Oh, <laughs> you're being haunted by Ryback. No, nah, I just saw a flash and then I look up and one of the lights in my fan is out. So I guess a light just blew in here. Oh, well, that's the second lights in your fan. Yeah. Ceiling no. fan. Oh, OK. Yeah. Ceiling fan. I I just saw a flash of light. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Second light bulb we blown today in this house. Oh, weird.
1: <laughs>
0: weird. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we only have one more thing on AEW, and then we'll get into what little news we got here. Um, It was MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Diamond Ring.
2: That's right.
0: Very, very good match. Uh, MJF came out with all the Inner Circle. Orange Cassidy came out with the Best Friends. Um, Just a fucking really, really good match between these two. MJF doing all the heel shit MJF does. Um, I liked the thing with the bat where MJF was kind of trying to do the Eddie Guerrero thing with the bat, but it didn't really go over well because Orange Cassidy just put his hands in his pockets and the ref never turned around anyway, Um, it actually worked out for Orange Cassidy. The ref thought that MJF brought in the bat, threw the bat out. So Jericho lost his bat. Did he get it back? I didn't see.
2: I think he might have.
0: I I didn't notice, actually. Didn't really notice that. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed this match. What did you think of this match, Mark? Hmm.
2: Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I like how like this is a big difference between like Orange Cassidy and the other sort of like people who are known as having comedy be a part of their characters. Mm-hmm. You could see it during the match. He reached a breaking point where he just got tired of MJF just being MJF towards him. Mm-hmm. And you could, like, through the facial expressions, he starts kind of... Hawking up a little bit and you got pissed off. So he like starts going back at MJF and he's like, you know, taking control of the match and all this and that. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that like for, in terms of just like instant gratification that MJF won, because I like, I it would have been like a nice little note to end it on to have Orange Cassidy win. But I think in terms of long-term booking and storytelling, mm-hmm. It was the right move because you have MJF win two years in a row. He's got the ring two years in a row. And now it becomes a thing where people are not winning the, winning the ring anymore. It's about taking it off of him. Mm-hmm. So, like, now there's actual stakes involved. Whereas if you just had it every year, you have a new person that gets the ring. It might not have felt as important. It might right. have just kind of felt like it's just something that they play hot potato with. But, uh, so, yeah, I think, I think it, it did more to like help the kind of prestige of the ring to have MJF win it back to back.
0: Yeah. And really, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, you can't have the, that ring on a comedy guy. MJF is a comedy guy also. Um, But I, it, it really wouldn't fit with Orange Cassidy's character at all having that ring. Uh, It just wouldn't fit. And I mean, MJF has been using it as a, you know, he's used it as a weapon a few times. It's kind of become a part of MJF. Right. So I had no problems with him, uh, with him retaining at all Um, after uh, MJF did retain Miro came out once again and turned orange Cassidy fucking inside out. I mean, just flipped this guy over. Um, And I think Miro might've killed a security guy. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't show where he landed. Did you notice that? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's, Putting his foot on that one guy's face at the end there, I'm like that, that 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 does not look comfortable at all. But Miro's killing it, man, out there. That's a guy they're going to have to definitely work in more, also, um, because uh, again, I wouldn't mind seeing him against Lance Archer <laughs> at some point.
2: Right? Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with him. I think they're starting to get there. Like I, we we all kind of thought about that it was going to take a little bit of time because you're having him be Kip Sabian's, like wingman or, like, you know, number two, I guess. Yeah. It's heavy. So, like, at some point, you know, you got to set it up so that he'll end up, like, breaking apart from him or, you know, going to end up doing his own thing. But so I think we're starting to get there. But, you know, hopefully they do end up doing more with him because there's a lot that you can do with him so far. They haven't even really touched the tip of the iceberg on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's only been there a while, and they're already kind of, you know, getting him out there. But um, we'll see. We will see. Um, AEW though, like I said, I thought it was a pretty stacked show. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, I don't know what NXT had. I know one thing they had, which I would that talk- is
2: the thing is like they legit announced ten segments before the show came on. Wow! Of just like all yeah. this shit of like, okay, we got this match, this match, this match. Sting's going to talk, Shaq's going to talk, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. All this shit, so you know what's going to happen. NXT didn't announce anything, really. Yeah,
0: and they usually don't. Well, I mean, sometimes they do, but a lot of times they don't. Um, But uh, now before we get off the AEW, because we had just talked about the um, Kenny Omega being on Impact. Now, Smart, you posted this in the Messenger, that Impact's viewership actually did go up on Twitch only, or?
2: I don't know if there was an increase. I would assume that there was an increase on access television. I don't know Mm -hmm. that to be sure but i was hearing this is uh this they said it on the observer today that the impact twitch viewership because they stream their impact wrestling tv show every tuesday right that their viewership numbers went up by what was the number i sent you 10 to 20% mm-hmm. or 10 to 20 times the normal times. amount right right and that's the thing is like the, that numbers a little bit ambiguous because different different people stream impact so there's like a couple of different impact streams mm-hmm. so i guess when you factor all of those in together the number is a little bit different than when you factor in just how many people were increased viewing impact you know this week than they were last week right but they like basically the long story short of it is that they did big numbers compared to what they normally do
0: good good for them kenny omega equals ratings How's and that?
2: they definitely knew that they had people because i was watching it on twitch because i thought i had access tv but i do not um, they were definitely playing the hits because they they can't go to commercial on Twitch like the way that they go to commercial on television. Mm-hmm. So during a regular commercial break, they just play old impact clips. And my God, man, you had all of the fucking classics. You had the form like the becoming the leader of Aces and eights. You had some awesome Kong shit. But like I'm saying that to lead up to the big moment. You had Steiner Math. They dropped Steiner Math on us. Oh yeah. And that's always that's always fucking great.
0: Definitely, man. Most definitely, but uh yeah, I mean, i that good for them for getting some some good ratings finally.
2: They did uh it was it was kind of funny cuz like I tuned in again expecting to see Omega and Omega was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. But they actually the more exciting part of the night ended up being Tony Khan surprisingly enough. Because they did on Impact a little bit of like a, almost like one of those old NWO promos. Mm -hmm. Because they're coming back from a commercial break. And you see this little graphic that's like, the following announcement has been paid for by AEW. And so you got Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone just standing there. And Tony Khan's like, well, so, uh, you know, what's going on here is basically kind of illegal. Like, I could kind of file an injunction on you guys and (laughs) sue the hell out of you guys and fire Omega for breach of contract. But I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to. I, I care so much about you guys that I'm going to fund your program for tonight. So I'm buying this ad revenue. I'm buying the sponsorship segment. And so he's like, he's talking about. He's like, you know, I, now that I think about it, being buying things. I could, I could buy this company if I wanted to. Oh, so God. like he's kind of being a dick. Where, <laughs> but like he's being a dick in like kind of a weirdly charming way, because you know that like basically he's just being a dick because they fucked him over. Hmm like he's mad but um so they're talking and at one point he looks at shivani he's like hey tony didn't you used to work here and shivani goes yeah i was here one day and then i quit the business <laughs> <laughs> and like so they're just like taking turns bashing them and like it was that was like a way better way more fun segment than like the omega segment ended up being but what made me laugh was like how shitty some of these dirt sheets are mm because i saw that and then just immediately afterwards and i think it was fucking what culture which is a shame because they should have better standards but there was a video clip that had the title tony khan to buy impact question mark i'm like it was clearly fucking tongue in cheek like don't do this shit well that's how they work oh i got a scoop no you don't
0: Mm -hmm. yeah scoop a fucking ice cream um all right. That's really it for AEW, isn't it? Yep.
2: That's
0: and, it. And That'll do bed. it. All right. Well, let's get into a little bit of news. Um, I got one thing. A uh, couple. It's not, like I said, we only have like four things, I think, really. Um, two from me and two from Smart here. One from me is Arn Anderson criticized uh, WWE promos that make fun of wrestlers' different body types. Um, it did this on the Arn Show. Uh, This is another show with Conrad. This is the luckiest guy in the world, I swear to God. (laughs) I mean, the luckiest guy. But he was asked about... um, Conrad was asking him about some of the things that, you know, some of the things that WWE has done in the past, some of the things they've said. um, And basically, you know, disrespectful gestures to offensive uh, expletives, superstars, you know, just kind of making fun of weight, fat jokes... Um, Arne Anderson kind of talks about his little band list of remarks. Uh, he said, I never agreed with it. I never will agree with it. There are some rules and we've discussed them many times. Anderson said, you don't say old, you don't say fat, you don't say skinny, too small. None of those things, because they're all going to end up biting you in the ass when that person ends up kicking your ass. Um, so you got a point there. Mm hmm. I mean, you don't win either way.
2: Mm -hmm. You either get your, like you said, you get your ass kicked by this old fat bald person or whatever, or you beat them, and then it's like, okay, you just beat this old fat bald person. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. Exactly.
0: And then if they beat you, it looks even worse. Um, Right. And he starts talking about the uh, infamous angle. They call it the infamous angle. I don't remember this. Cody Rhodes with uh, and Big Show. And some of those terms were used, and said um, he was willing to go out there with that cast of characters and show, God bless show, to be a legit monster, giant Godzilla. Anderson said, and has been put in some precarious, rotten situations over the years, and this was just another one. It was ha ha with no ha ha because the guy you were trying to get the ha ha on didn't have any heat. So I don't remember this storyline at all.
2: Vaguely, I vaguely remember. I think this might have been during his like Dash and Cody Rhodes days. I remember the. I remember that character. like kind of right around maybe when he had the Intercontinental title. I think I might be blending these all together, but I, I vaguely remember this storyline of him just being like, "You're not funny. You're just fat, and everyone hates you." Whereas, like I think, I like I said, I vaguely remember this. I, I thought you were going to go with that, with the whole Picky James thing. That's way more well, there's that. memorable
0: for the wrong reasons. There's that one. There's when Triple H called CM Punk skinny fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> that was not. Which good. boy,
2: oh boy, there was some. There's been some video of like Triple H when he's not on cycle, and you have no right to talk, sir.
0: No, no, and you know, tri- I'll tell you what. Most of them were Triple H that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Because Triple H is just a mean, mean dude. Um, yeah,
2: he's a real meanie.
0: <laughs> he's a meanie head. Um, but uh, I do agree with Arn on this, and that's one of the bet. He it. It's. It may sound good, and it may be a nice little zing, but he's right. When that guy ends up kicking your ass, it's not going to look good. And you. And if you lose to him, you just lost to a piece of shit. So what does it matter? It's there. There. There's no winning when you do that. So I thought I'd bring that up real quick.
2: And... It is kind of weird how I do agree with you, and I do, I do agree with him on that 100. Mm-hmm. percent But then at the same time, like we just got done talking about like Steiner math, and like that's two of like my favorite promos are just him talking about how Scott Steiner is fat, and then him talking about the fucking Dudley Boys being fat. Mm-hmm. Whereas like it worked like every rule has to have an exception and the one and only exception is Scott Steiner because i guess that's his whole gimmick is just that he's this ultra genetic you know jacked up freak freakzilla you know yeah so i guess comparatively speaking it make it makes sense for him to do it
0: yeah scott Steiner gets passed plus he's pretty crazy
2: yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's <laughs> he's he's pretty much off his fucking rocker um anyway i got this little article here off of sports keda um James Ellsworth. I don't know why people are still giving this guy any credit. Um, he's going to reveal what the biggest problem with pro wrestling is right now.
2: <laughs> that people are still taking his opinions into account.
0: Well, there's that. Um, trying to see when this, wh- where this little interview had. It's um, I can't even pronounce this name. Yo Dorate. I don't know what this is, but it's that's the name of the show
2: no
0: one knows what that is i don't know but anyway here's what he said in my humble opinion man there's not too much you can do i think it's overexposed as cool as social media can be and as helpful and, and as helpful as it can be that's what it should have been it can also be the devil and very hurtful. And wrestlers are just overexposing themselves on there. Like, you see good guys and bad guys talking to each other. I think it really started with Tough Enough. They just showed a lot of the secrets, and it's just so overexposed. Then everybody is in everybody's business on social media. Like, this person is a piece of crap. This person did this. This person did that. Meanwhile, none of us are really because... This person
2: allegedly sent nudes to a minor.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, I think we know what he's pissed about here. Um, none of us really, because we weren't present at the time, they're talking about it. I think it has really hurt the business. This was a little jumbled up. I don't know who did this quote. They must have used some horrible program. Um, but, okay. Now, he thinks tough enough exposed to business. Let's start with that one. Wasn't there a whole television show on the business being exposed years ago? Didn't Vince come out and tell us that shit is a fucking movie?
2: Oh well, yeah, there was that. I thought you were. I thought you were like mentioning the my favorite thing in the world, the pro wrestling secrets exposed special. Yes, that too. That's here's the secret. She's a stunt granny. She's a stunt granny, dude.
0: That. that, that You're right. This guy, all he's worried about is people going on there and, you know, outing him for being a piece of shit. And that's his problem mainly.
2: Yeah, he's couching the issue, definitely.
0: This is ridiculous. This business has been exposed for a very long time. Vince came out, didn't want to insult people's intelligence. You people know what's going on. Yeah, that was what, 94
2: when he did that, something like that? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I remember him doing that definitely right after the Montreal screw job. Because hmm. that was... I mean, not not to say that he didn't do that again, because what I was going to say is that he also... I think he also had to do it right after the steroid trial. Yeah. Where he had to cut a promo that was basically just like, guys, this is fake, and then let's never mention that I said it was fake again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? but like and- It would still be years before they actually kind of acknowledged... Yeah. on a larger scale.
0: Yeah. And good guys and bad guys talking to each other. Dude, WWE puts good guys and bad guys riding in cars together and puts it on the network. Can we fuck off with this shit already?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Please stop. This is 2020. We know we're not stupid. The people that think wrestling is still real, their kids let them think it for a while and then tell them what's going on. I've already told my kids that it's fake because I don't want them doing it to each other. Oh, that'll still happen. Oh, I know it will but i I'd, I'd rather them know that it's going to hurt <laughs> if they do it and they're probably going to hurt themselves so that's what oh, i mean I, yeah that's the way i go
2: oh my God, this is kind of dark but it's also kind of funny so like stay with me i guess i was listening to these guys talk there's this podcast and this is it's a true story but like they they were saying that they knew this kid right and the kid had gone to see the over the edge pay-per-view mm-hmm. 99. And like, I it was a stepdad. It was a stepdad scenario or, like, or not stepdad, but like it was a custody scenario where the kid, the dad had charge of the kid. And then the dad, after the show brings the kid home to mom you know, they live in separate houses. Right. So the dad brings the kid home after this over the edge pay-per-view and the mom, you know, she's obviously awake and she's like, Oh, you guys have fun at the pay-per-view. And the kid's like, mom, Owen Hart died, and she's like, "No," like, "Yeah, no, mom." Owen Hart died. She's like, "No, honey, honey, I don't want to do this to you, but this isn't real." Hmm. And the kids, like, the kids, like, just you know, all distraught and shit. And the mom's just like not paying any attention and just like, "No, no, it's it's fake, sweetie." And then she saw on the news the next day. She ended up having to apologize to the kid. Wow, which was just like, oh, you know, like, like imagine being in that scenario. Where you just like, <laughs> if I could, like, you tell you, you're making your kid out to believe that they're just like imagining shit. And then it's like, well, wow, actually, you weren't. Yeah, timing. Oh, yes, definitely.
0: Timing. Know when to tell your kid what's fake and what's not. And I'm, and I'm I guess she had no way of knowing that. Probably turned on her TV that night because that night it was
2: all over television. I, I didn't appear about it until the morning. I was getting ready for school, was and watching. my mo- my mom was like, "Oh, in it Heartstein." It's it's kind of funny because I like I had kind of the same reaction. Was like, really? Because like I, I was like I couldn't believe it, and I I had a hard time believing it until I actually saw it on Raw. I was I like because they had teased before that like people were like they they set the fucking they set the Undertaker's casket on fire, like you had somebody try to kill the Undertaker, literally, you know, mm. on TV. So I was like, maybe he's going to be all right. Maybe he's going to be on Raw, you know? Like, not necessarily believing that it was fake because I was fucking eight at the time. Right. But I was like, no, he, he's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. 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 I
0: don't know. I already told my kids, both of them. Huh. Like I said, I don't. I want them to know it's going to hurt if they actually try it. So I,
2: I was glad that I kind of got to hang on to that for as long as I did. Cause I got to see like the full on attitude era mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like the invasion started happening that I started becoming aware of like the wrestling magazines and the, you know, internet. And the the fact that it's like bullshit. Yeah. It's still fun though. Oh, sure. Absolutely.
0: So, all right. Anyway, I think, uh, I think James Ellsworth is full of shit. Absolutely. And, um, He is tired of getting outed for trying to be with young girls. Anyway, um, I think that's why he wants social media to go away. I just wanted to go away. Why don't you just delete your accounts, dummy? (laughs) Yes. Anyway, uh, Smart, you got a couple stories here.
2: Sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this here. This here is from WrestlingNews.co. Oh, yeah. And... uh, see nikki and brie bella welcomed renee paquette renee young this is their guest this week on the bella's podcast which i'm sure is can't miss audio Mm. during the show nikki and brie talked about filming total divas with renee then renee talked about her decision to leave wwe her baby gender reveal what's next for her getting pregnant during the pandemic and much more in regards to her wwe departure she said the following quote it's good now I think as soon as I came to terms, I realized it's a good time to go. I've done everything that I could possibly do here. I had a great run. It was awesome. But for the other things that I wanted to do in my career, I didn't really see it happening there. Just with everything, the way it lined up with the COVID stuff happening, me getting sick, not that it had to do with anything with my decision, but it was just like everything was weird for a while.
1: Yeah, I, I, I
0: could see that. A little bit. I mean, she, you know, I don't think WWE would have let her start a podcast called Oral Sessions.
2: <laughs> no. And, and to top it off, her first guest was CM Punk. Uh, really? hmm Sure was. And because I, I I was going to bring this up, but like we've kind of talked about it at nauseum. He was very critical about the whole Twitch thing. He's mm-hmm. basically kind of saying that it was like, how is it? He posed the question of. How is it okay that Xavier Woods can do the G four thing, but Paige and uh, what's her name, Small Girl uh, Vega can't do Twitch? Vega, yeah. I'm sorry, Small Girl. <laughs> I love you, um, but I I I really didn't mean to be an asshole there. I just blanked out. But how, you know, he poses the question of how is it cool that Woods can do that, but Vega and Paige can't do Twitch? And I haven't heard the full episode, but that was one of the excerpts from it.
0: Well. I'm sure WWE is getting a piece of this too from whatever Xavier is doing. If they've mentioned it on WWE television, there's a reason there's mutual something mutual happening there. I promise. Right. WWE is not going to go into that without a, without something for them, obviously. Um, So that's probably why it's a different story. And Paige, didn't want to turn over her account. I still, don't, I don't think she has still. Not that I know of. I don't know what she did. I don't know. I don't have a clue, but, um.
2: If I recall, I'm going to check before I, I can say this is true or not. But I think she's like even starting to do some shit with like people that aren't in the company. As sort of a way to be like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Maybe she's trying to get fired. Maybe she wants to collect unemployment. Uh <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, I don't know. I else. Enough, Vicky has one. I, I was surprised to learn that yesterday. Vicky has one. What? 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 A Twitch? Really? <laughs> yep. What is it, she? Just, I, it has to have been recent because there's a it, like. This is a big fucking bubble. Like it's gonna. It has to pop soon because pretty much every fucking wrestler is on Twitch now. Wow. Because like. I think last week, Jack Evans started. I just noticed that the other day. I've been watching his stuff. But then I was just, like, going through and just looking at people. Because they they have a little section where it's like, oh, you might also like. And I was like, that person looks familiar. And I'm, like, looking at their title. And it's, like, VG, excuse me. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And I looked. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's fucking Vicky Guerrero. There she is. Playing some fucking puzzle games on her computer. Just having a good time. Oh. There you go, fun, fun, fun um
0: so yeah, and sh- she gives a few more reasons if you uh I don't know if you want to keep reading some of that next paragraph we want me to do it
2: uh, you can go ahead because I, I closed it out for a you second. Closed it. Oh, I- she said a little no.
0: more she said the traveling back and forth she wasn't into uh, there really wasn't much left for uh, much left for me to go, so it was time to go. She got pregnant the month after she left she said uh, they've been trying for a while <laughs> I, I, uh, that's fun practicing that. um, is it? A, <laughs> it is a weird adjustment at first because you're so used to being on the go. But I did ease out of it because of the COVID. I wasn't on the road all the time. So basically, she, you know, just kind of felt it was time to go, which is fine. She does say you miss the, um, you don't miss the bullshit in the back, but you do miss the people. So that's kind of what uh, Drake Maverick was saying when they, you know, let him go. He didn't care about losing the job. He didn't care about anything. He was going to miss his friends right which got him his job back so anyway
2: and i mean it's kind of like that with any job really if you quit or get fired where it's like you form those bonds and you have those people and like even if you hang out with them outside of work if you for whatever reason you're no longer working there like those relationships tend to kind of erode over time and it's just you know people tend to want to hang out with people that do what they do and are just readily available
0: yeah, I had no problem leaving my job.
2: Um, <laughs> and I did want, I, I, I had gone away from the article to look at it, I wanted to make sure that it was right. Apparently, what I was saying that Paige was doing, Paige apparently, because the article is saying that she announced it, but it's past the date. It says, Paige announces Among Us stream featuring Ronda Rousey, Renee Paquette, Tia Trinidad, which is Vega, and Amy Dumas, among others, scheduled for the 5th of December. So that already happened. I do know that that did happen. But, uh, so she's like kind of getting bold with it. She's like bringing on Vega. She's bringing on like Vicky Guerrero, or not Vicky Guerrero, but just other people that are in the company. Rousey. Or that are not in the company. Yeah,
0: Rhonda, who we're not really sure what's going on with her, but I think she's still contracted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Maybe not. But, uh, all right. Well, enough of that. We got one more to go through. And, uh, then we're done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bring that up a little bit. But we had mentioned Matt Riddle earlier on Uh the show. And if you remember, there was a bit of a beef going on in the springtime between one Matt Riddle and one Bill Goldberg. Uh And this is from WrestlingInc.com. So it says WWE Raw Superstar Matt Riddle. or I'm sorry, God forbid. God, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. WWE raw superstar Riddle mm-hmm. spoke with BT Sport this week and took shots at WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. The heat between Riddle and Goldberg goes back a few years. Riddle was asked how he would program the match between weird way of mentioning that. Riddle was asked how he would program the match between he and Goldberg if everything came together, and how he would see it going. Riddle then ranted for almost two and a half minutes on what he thinks about a potential feud with the former world heavyweight champion. Riddle believes he can redeem Goldberg completely by having a match quote. I think the only way I could get Goldberg in a ring with me is if it was like he just gets to murder me and I have to let him like, I have to let him do it because he couldn't do it in real life. Riddle said. So yeah so that would be that. I think he would agree to get in the ring with me if I just promised to let him beat me up if we could work it out any other way because my goal is I would love to have a sweet match with him. <laughs> God damn he is such a stoner. I would love <laughs> to have a sweet match with him. I think I'm good enough where I can do it and I think I can redeem him completely. And then it goes on to say, quote, "I'm not even saying win. I don't have to win I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy." I'm all about the quality of work. So, hey, if we can make the quality of work and you'd be willing to listen to what I have to say, I'll listen to what you have to say. I will. I think it could be magical. I think the fans would eat it up and they would, they would because you know what? The guy really doesn't like me. And you know what? I really don't like his work, to be fair. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) But he just gets extremely petty with the next line from Universal Soldier 3 and beyond, not a fan. He did not like Santa's sleigh. <laughs> I, like, um, <laughs> I like the
0: Universal Soldier he was in.
2: Well, no, he said, he said from Universal Soldier 3 and beyond. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I guess that does include it not being good. I don't know. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. But I like bad movies. So, anyway, keep going. But yeah, just to kind of round this out, I guess. <laughs> it's so fucking petty. I love it. But I get it. He's got a presence, just like I have a presence. Like I said, I think. He's that, you know, how we talked. He's that quote serious. I can't be touched. I'm the actual serious, but go ahead and touch me, see what happens. I think it makes for a great match, and I think it makes for great entertainment. Riddle went on to say that he doesn't think the match with Goldberg will ever happen. He's also commented on how long he thinks he has left with the WWE. Quote: I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. Riddle said. The guy literally refused to acknowledge me on multiple occasions in public forums, interviews, and everything. I don't blame him. The guy's like, what if he shoots on me, bro? Or, no, what if he shoots on me? I'd be scared too, bro. You know,
0: listen, Goldberg's a big guy. <laughs> but Matt Riddle's trained. I don't know how that would go. I think Matt Riddle would actually hurt Goldberg. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know Goldberg's done some Brazilian BJJ training, mixed martial arts training, but not to the level of Matt Riddle.
2: It becomes a matter of, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a, like a fucking ageist or whatever, but it, it does come down to a fact after a while where it's like Goldberg's in his fifties and I think Riddle's in his thirties, mm-hmm. where it's like, and he's probably training harder and more regularly than Goldberg is at the moment. Yeah. So I would imagine that he's in better he's in better condition, he has a more extensive background cuz like you know Goldberg knows a little bit but like Riddle was competing against like John Jones in fucking amateur wrestling tournaments and beating him so when he was like younger, you know, before all this shit.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: like this dude's a legitimate legitimate guy. just liked weed more than he liked putting up a tana white which who can blame him but you know he I think that would be very bad for Goldberg and then you would have to like kind of set up or you know you'd have to change the way Riddle's character is portrayed too because if you just have this guy just like fucking horrifically beat the ever loving shit out of some guy like you're gonna have a hard time coming back with him just like making jokes about chicken tenders
0: yeah yeah, but now you got Goldberg calling out Roman Reigns on the bump. Mm. I think that's what it was on. This
2: yeah, it says as noted earlier today, Goldberg appeared on WWE's The Bump, yeah. and revealed that he has his eye on WWE Universal. God damn, I hate this guy. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna start making me feel like Bobby when he went off on him. <laughs> Uh, an earlier episode, but it says, as noted earlier today, Goldberg appeared on WWE's The Bump and revealed that he has his eye on the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns next. Of course, because he's got the belt and you're a fucking belt, Mark. Yeah. Riddle, <laughs> I don't know if it says anything else. No. Um, no, it doesn't. Well, I've
0: got what he said. He said he backed, uh, about Roman Reigns, Goldberg said, he backed out on me at WrestleMania. He stole my move. God knows how long ago, and he continues to perform it at subpar levels. Let's be perfectly honest. I'm the dude who delivers the spear, and I don't think that he understands what it's like until I deliver one to him. So, Roman, it's coming, and I'm coming for you. I may be old, I may be gray, but I'm still Goldberg.
2: God. And it's going to fucking happen, too.
0: That time, oh, mm, I hope not. God, I hope not. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't realize it was a... Tw- I, I would have just played this video instead of us reading it. But anyway...
2: Um, <laughs> I might have to, based on these quotes, I might have to like watch it on my leisure. Yeah. Because I kind of want to listen to Riddle bash fucking his movie
0: projects. Yeah, if you go to the Twitter account, WWE on BT Sport, BT Sport WWE Twitter. Um, and there you go.
2: I think that wraps up the show, man sounds like a good note to end on a positive note for a change
0: yeah yeah pretty positive note for once let me go ahead and get this going i got the plugs already pulled up i got the music playing which means it is time for me to plug the high Marks. you guys want to check those guys out it's cheese man it's mojo it's G Wiz. they are on the metal mitt network mixer.com metal mitt network two t's and mitt don't forget them uh, and of course Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades the Inhuman Experience you 100% want to check out those guys they're on all the usual podcast platforms um, but you definitely want to subscribe to the Inhuman Experience it is just what it says it's an experience Unscripted Wrestling Podcast Eric, Doug, Daniel all the cast of characters over there you can find them on Blog Talk Radio and all the usual podcast platforms and of course Steve Milan sharing the show it is much appreciated find him on Letterboxd B-O-X-D Dot com slash Stephen Milan two L's in that last name, also. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review us, tell us we suck. Who cares anymore? Uh, you can get us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM, anywhere else you get podcasts from. Smart, l- let's end this.
2: Yes, sir. Mondays 8 30. That'll admit. podcast network is where you want to go. And what you want to do is listen to Cheese on Sports. Cheese man. And what you also want to do is join our friends, the Planet Tour
1: podcast.
2: This is the Planet Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, with Papa Dave Sincere, with Duck Nasty. All 16 episodes available for your listening pleasure at any podcast platform you
0: desire. All right. There we go. And once again, Chatter, appreciate you guys all coming in tonight. Most of you have been hanging here the whole time. I know it's 1 o'clock most places. Only midnight here. Um, But uh, definitely appreciate it. Anyone listening to the show, however you support this show, it is greatly appreciated. And on that note, we will be back Friday night. See ya!
2: Adios. Goodbye. Take your drunken ass off. Look here.
1: Sit a spell. Drink some, some more. Morning. Time uh- for the best.